And now, introducing the man whose pride in Ravens kicker Justin Tucker hitting a game-winning, record-setting field goal was surpassed only by finishing with one fewer net passing yard than Bears quarterback Justin Fields, insisting, quote, it's only a matter of time before I get my chance in Chicago, unquote. Although the Ravens started 2-1 just as expected, a visit to the doctor indicated that the opening three weeks had taken a far greater toll than usual, as aside from his rapidly graying hair and growing affinity for prune juice, there was greater concern for his newfound propensity to sit on the porch and shake his fist at neighbors. He is Glenn Clark. Hi. Good morning. Hi. I, uh, admittedly... The toll of uh, uh, two concerts, calling two games, and doing two shows. Over 22 the twos. The last, yeah, yeah, all that. You know where that's from? No. Reasonable doubt. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. It's been a minute. Um, on top of the fact that yesterday's show ended up being particularly wild. Vivacious. Yeah, vivacious, if you will. Has taken its toll, and I apologize for that. It is certainly something that I'm going to be dealing with during the course of the morning, but... Holy effing F. Hi, it's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. Um, Once again, you're sort of reveling today, and you don't want this feeling to go away, so I would encourage you to come out tomorrow night to the Bowman Restaurant on Hartford Road in Parkville. That's where we're going to be for the Tyus Bowser Show tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, the Bowman Restaurant on Hartford Road in Parkville. Come join us for the Tyus Bowser Show you're going to meet him. Uh, he's bringing out a uh, special guest, and I'm, I can't confirm it just yet, but I will let you know as soon as I can. Um, you'll be able to meet them, get pictures, get autographs, the whole deal. We're going to have an incredible time tomorrow night at the Bowman uh, in Parkville. It's just a perfect place for us to be doing a show. And then it's going to be another three weeks until our next show, so if you missed this one, it's going to be a while before you can make it up. So I would encourage you to get out to the Bowman tomorrow night in Parkville. For the Tyus Bowser Show, find out more by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought to you by PressBox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Express Exterior Design. So um, just sort of a boring 1917 win uh, over the Lions in Detroit. Just, you know, a nondescript. Nothing particularly that stands out. These It's the NFL, man. Sometimes you have weeks like that where you just play games that – you kind of will never remember, and, and you take your win, and you move on. You get ready for the next week's game. That's the way it goes. You know, you yeah. play 17 of these things every year. You're going you're gonna to have a, a few of those. ho-hum sort of game, you know? We'll talk about it, obviously. Uh, we're going to try to get some context on the kick itself. Uh, John Brinkus is the man that you know from sports science uh, for many, many years. And I don't know if he's going to be able to um, – to, like, we all know it's a record-setting kick. Like, we all understand that. But do we really understand just how incredible it is? Like, why hasn't, why has no one done it before? Right. <laughs> That's sort of where I'm, I'm trying to go, and we'll see. We'll see what kind of context and insight. It's the John only Brink person we think us. maybe in history. I mean, Janikowski had, I think, the strongest mm-hmm. leg of my childhood. I mean, now accuracy is another story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they tried to line him up for the 76-yarder, <laughs> of course, which was one of the dumbest things in football history. Um, but in fairness, I thought it was stupid when they were lining Justin Tucker up for a 66-yarder. Mm. I kept uttering the phrase, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. I the, thought it made more sense un- than trying to Hail Mary for what it's I, worth. I didn't. Well, I mean, the history would say it did not. I get it. History would say it absolutely it. did not but make it. Justin and, Tucker is not a and historical I still, figure. You say here. that. I still he can't is, tell but. you that it was a better idea than throwing a Hail Mary. It worked, but 
I don't I know how many out of a hundred Justin Tucker is making, and I don't know how many times out of a hundred you're converting a Hail Mary. Hundred and one. Why would it be a hundred and one? Oh, not for the Hail Mary, but for Tucker. You he would make a hundred and one out of the hundred kicks. That's remarkable. Yeah. That is truly unbelievable. I can't tell you, but in, in human history, I understand. We had seen converted Hail Marys before. Yes. We had seen converted multilateral touchdowns at the end of a game before. Yes. You know what we had never seen? Sixty six yard field goal. We haven't seen Justin Tucker Until in the yesterday. NFL either, though. Well, we had. We had seen Prior Justin, to Justin Tucker. Tucker in the NFL. Ah, I, you know Justin what? Turner, I should say, yes. Right, Justin Turner, the great Justin Turner. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll try to talk more about it with John Brankus. Broderick Washington made his first career start yesterday, and in the first half played quite well. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to him a little bit later on. About our 1120. Uh, we'll see. What? Some news came across at 10 a.m. this morning. Oh, that we might not be? Well, we'll, we'll talk about it during break. How about that? What? We won't be talking to Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, would we just talk to the other one as we'll well? We'll see, yes. We can make our decision. Uh, it depends on how bait-and-switchy it feels. Well, it feels quite bait-and-switchy to me. Then, then we're not going to do bait-and-switch. We're not going to do it. that. We're definitely, that's, I understand. That's, that's going to be a no. I hear you. Like, you know, if they want to do it another day, something like that. Apparently it has like, to do with a certain network, but it makes literally no sense to me. But hey, that's not my decision. Well, that's something that we should have probably known before today. I can tend yes, to agree. Correct. Completely. I mean, like, you, can, you can let me handle that email, in Fair fact. Enough. I have plenty of things that I'm willing to say. We were scheduled to have Keyshawn yep. Johnson on the program today. Apparently, that's going to be a no for us, dog. <laughs> but a good time to find that out. Literally at, at 10 a.m. Is at 10 a.m. And it's no, I love Bob Glauber, by the way. He's one of my favorite uh, uh, writers, great dude. Uh, Drew and his brother were friends for a long time. So we got to know Bob over the years. Love Bob. And on a lot of circumstances, I would be happy to have Bob on the show, but not in a bait-and-switch circumstance where you promise us Correct. one thing. Well, and Bob then, isn't quite an all-pro NFL receiver. Right. Nor did he say a couple weeks ago that Lamar Jackson wasn't an elite quarterback and Derek Carr was, which was He may have said a, that, but for He might have, yeah. but we're not aware <laughs> yeah. of it, and nobody cared if that's the case. And so we didn't have anything to discuss with him. So, again, nothing against Bob Glauber. And, and when we talk about this, it might be another day that I'm willing to have Bob Glauber on. But we're not going to do a bait and switch today. I understand. And, and say at the last minute, no. So that's going to be a no. I was promised filet mignon. I mean, I don't know if we're going to go that far. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do that. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's what it is. These things happen in the world. And uh, we got Jeremy Kahn instead. Correct. So, yeah. <laughs> He's an all-pro at a receiver. Take your Keyshawn Johnson and shove it up. We got Jeremy Kahn on the program today. Yeah, we do. Um, so so there's that. All right. Um, anyway, that's <laughs> what it is. It's what it is. It's called doing shows, man. It's called doing shows. All right. Today's program brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Um, I, when I sat down to write a column last night, you I were said, drunk. And I wasn't drunk. I don't, I don't really do that anymore. <laughs> I had to get off the wagon, you know. Um, I, I didn't really know what to say because it lucky. it's the same way that I felt. It's not. And that's the thing. It's not. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. It's the same way that I felt doing the postgame show yesterday because all of the things that led up to the kick are relevant. They're, they're, they're all relevant, good and bad, yes. right? It's relevant that they converted a fourth and 19. It's sure. it's relevant that they allowed uh, the Lions to score in all three of their second-half possessions. It's Ooh, relevant they delay that a game. they – what's that? They had a delay a game. Sure. I mean, it's it's somewhat relevant. It's also relevant that earlier on in the game they the insanely reversed what was an obvious backwards pass 
that in no ways does a replay suggest to show that it was anything other than a backwards pass, and yet they went and looked at it and decided it wasn't a backwards pass, which is, what is the point of replay when you're going to look at it and still get it wrong? And it's not even just they upheld it, they reversed it to the wrong call, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. All of those things, to some extent, matter. Marquise Marquise Brown Brown dropping the football matters. Um, the good things, of course, matter. Mark Andrews came on as the he game did. went on and played quite well. Justin um, Tucker. We'll, we'll get to everything leading up to well, everything. He matters, thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. All of these other things matter, and yet are completely almost expunged from the record because we got to witness history. And that, to me, is the nature of sports fandom. It's why, and I've openly admitted that I'm not the sports fan that I once was. Mm-hmm. Um, once upon a time, I was far more fervent, far more ardent, and a lot of people say, well, it's because you've been in the business for a long time. It's not, it's not even really. It's partially that. Yeah. It really is fatherhood. I mean, I've, I've been very open about that. It has changed my perspective on so many things. Didn't really happen to my, my fourth kid for me. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah you had to really, you had to, you yeah. had to complete the... I didn't care about the first three, you know? What, what kind of team would only have four players on the field? Nobody. No. There's no hockey in overtime, right? Uh, yes, very good call. Four in hockey and over. They play four. You're four. impressed? Well done. I mean, technically, you're there's, impressed. There's still a goalie. We don't though, count so him. I, that's like, my fifth kid. We don't talk about him. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> All right. I understand. <laughs> weird, very weird scenario you got going on over there. He's an outcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've I've been very open about that. It has changed my perspective. It has changed the way I feel about a lot of things. If the Ravens lose a football game, I am extraordinarily more capable of just being like, huh, yeah, all right. It doesn't really ruin and my life just, the way it used to. Just move on from it. Like, that's the way that it goes. And somebody would say, well, that's adulthood. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm telling you specifically. There's plenty of adults that still yeah, get. Specifically yeah. for me, it has been related to fatherhood. Like, my everything has changed for me. I just don't, I can't bring myself to spend, like, I, God bless all you that are watching the Orioles night in and night out. I, I can't do it. I, I just Thank I, you to the Diamondbacks for winning one game this oh, weekend. Oh, thank God they managed to figure out a way to win a game against the Dodgers this weekend. Uh, the Orioles, it will be... They've tr- been in lockstep with wins and losses recently. Yeah, they literally won on the <laughs> same day. It's, it's quite remarkable, yeah. Um, so, so I don't have... And, and the flip side of that is like you could say it's positive for your mental health that you don't get as worked up about it. But at the same time, I don't allow myself such unbridled joy like it, it, it's not you think it'll change when your kids or if your kids maybe maybe a little bit like i think that i will t- attempt to feel the way that they feel sometimes like my father went through that like my father was i don't think for a second that my father really cared all that much about driving to atlanta to go to the maryland tennessee peach bowl years mm-hmm. ago but the fact that i wanted to do it he was like yeah I get a he loves peaches also well yeah he's a big peach plus we got to see a little richard afterwards and so that oh. was that was a, a, a pretty cool thing normal package deal maryland and, and little richard that's you know. the way it's that way it went over the years um and so i think that there will be attempts to become more of a a fan because if they are you know what i mean like i think there'll be a little bit of that but i don't know if it'll ever really be the, i don't it, it certainly will never really be the same and i think that's okay i think sports are supposed to be for kids really like they're supposed to be for people of a certain age, and then as you get on in your life, you can prioritize and understand what matters. Correct. But in one moment... No, I was screaming. <laughs> you got to feel like a child. Mm-hmm. I got to... It was even, two moments, frankly. The fourth and 19, I had a little bit of that as well. A little bit, but... I'm not saying it was the it, same. It was almost quickly erased by the fact that Sammy Watkins didn't run to get out of bounds. He fell. Like, 
no, like he stumbled a little bit. He like tripped over his feet. It seems he tried to move forward. I he he well, tried he, to. I wish he had moved forward a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, worth. I yeah. understand that. Like, if you're gonna get forward, you better get <laughs> into you know actual field goal range. Um, but he needed to go get out of bounds. So somebody would say comically, well, if they weren't gonna gain any more yards, it's a good thing he did get forward to the 48, or else what would happen? Um, but I was actually frustrated in that moment. It was great to convert, but like you needed to stop the it. clock and. You had the chance to get out of bounds. I mean, at that point, it was more of a wow, resigned to losing to being holy. Yeah, know. I mean, it it, but it didn't it didn't make you know it wasn't it this. wasn't an obvious it, win yes. at that point, it, but it it wasn't that ended the life. Nor line, you know? nor was it the I just got to witness something I never thought I would be able to witness. Fair enough. Like that's 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 the dip. The cool things happen in sports a lot. Like there are a lot of really impressive catches that are made. Cedric Mullins made an amazing catch. You know, in ca- these things happen sometimes that are cool. Fourth down conversions are cool. Seeing something that no human being has ever done before and it happening with a player that you have some romantic feelings towards. It was a good dinner, though. Correct. By the way, I yeah. really appreciated it. The, the wine pairing right, was phenomenal. Yeah. That makes you feel childlike. That makes you remember why it is that you 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 love sports, and you're willing to be invested, and you're willing to let things hurt you, and it, that that's the reason, is because sometimes it pays off in the sublime, sometimes it pays off in ways that you could have never fathomed it paying off. Sometimes you get to see things. When you woke up yesterday morning, in a million years, you could not have fathomed that you would see anything memorable in this football game. Kind of imagine the Ravens move a little bit more handily. Yeah, I mean, certainly that, and they, they probably should have. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you woke up yesterday morning, there was the genuine belief that, like, I will likely have forgotten everything about this football game within 48 hours. Well, it wasn't. Within I was more hours. excited about the NFL Sunday than I was about Ravens football. Correct. Oh, I think there were quite a few people that were, like, not as inclined that they needed to be able to watch every snap of yesterday's mm-hmm. game. Uh, I, I don't know. My buddy John Proctor, I played tennis with him yesterday morning, and he was like, oh, we're putting together a swing set this afternoon. And I was like, nah, I get it. Ravens Lions Day, that's probably the appropriate day to choose to put together a swing set. If you have to do it on a Sunday, that's probably the one to pick. I imagine he probably poked in at the game or had it on his phone or something like that. I don't know, but I I get it. I get that yesterday was probably not the priority for everyone on the planet to make sure they were somewhere. I know there were some people that traveled out to Detroit for the game, but not nearly as many as traveled out to Vegas. Not nearly as many. Proved to be a decent choice if you did. Oh, certainly a game that they're going to. They will have that memory eternally. There is no doubt about it. But this is why we watch. This is why we allow ourselves to be invested because we just don't know. We never know when on a random was it Wednesday afternoon in Seattle, John Means is going to throw a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. There's no way for us to know when we wake up that day that something is going to occur that we're going to remember forever. Forever. We're going to remember this forever. And that's the nature. And it doesn't mean that we don't talk about the other things or that we pretend like they don't exist. It means we're allowed to kind of be dismissive of it and say, yeah, that stuff, it it matters, and we're going to talk about it and we'll get there, but we we should be allowed to revel. We should be allowed to just enjoy this and to celebrate a a an athlete that that we have grown to have not just respect for, but but love and great affinity for. It was also widely recognized as 
the most talent could ever do it quite at po- his position. Quite possibly, and this writes an entirely new chapter into what was already a historic story for him. It, the finest chapter in what was already a historic story for him. It, it's it's difficult to find context for that, right? Most people seem to think that he was on the trajectory to get into the Hall of Fame already, forgetting just how bloody difficult it is for kickers to get into the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. I, I don't know that there can ever be a first ballot kicker in the Hall of Fame. Like I don't know that that day will ever occur just because there are so many tremendous candidates for the Hall of Fame every year that it's very difficult sure. to fathom a kicker being a first ballot Hall of Famer. But boy, being the guy who was the most accurate kicker in history already – and a Super Bowl champion, and had never missed a kick in the final minute of a game, and the guy that kicked the longest field goal in the history of football, boy, that would go a long way to at least there being a chance. I still wouldn't yep. bet on it today. I'm not going to tell you that I'd bet on Justin well, Tucker. I'll tell you he wants to kick for 15 Famer. more years also. Right? Uh, there's like, that, and that we'll see. You know, which could ruin it, for all we know. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. I mean, it could end up being uh, – by the way, Harrison Bucker is not far behind him on the list no. of the most accurate kickers. Better last time. name, but you know, not quite as good as a kicker. Correct. Guy, agree. Wholeheartedly yeah. agree. Um, I, there's, there is more context. If, if I said in the column that's going to go up at PressBoxOnline.com, if Wade Ritchie, when he was filling in for Matt Stover, if he had done this, it would have been unbelievable, right? But it means so much more that it was Justin Tucker. It means so much more that it's a guy who's quite visible in the community. He was literally the most popular player on the team for a stretch of time. Um, arguably, Arguably, he was sure. I mean, I don't know that before it was ever... the Lamar Jackson era. We no, had, the, we Terrell, had Suggs discussions, more, Terrell Suggs was more. Terrell Suggs was more. We had discussions about the fact that if you're buying a jersey for the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, the, the, and involved, it was a bad thing. It wasn't a good thing. No, it was a that thing. involved context of like who was going to be around for a while and the whole thing. Terrell Suggs was a more popular player than than Justin Tucker was, but it's insane. nominally for what it's worth. I mean, it seemed like Justin Tucker was is he was very very popular, but ter- I mean, like he still is right. Like Justin oh, Tucker course, is the, by, the most popular kicker probably in NFL history. Um, but Smolka had an anecdote where he no, was man, talking I about I don't, how I don't know how there would be a comparison. He would hear visiting beat writers in the press right, box of course, 100%. remarking on another Tucker jersey. I've never seen a kicker jersey right, anywhere right, else. It's kind a, of thing. It's, there's no doubt about it. He's done more. He has, he has done more for a city as a kicker than any kicker could have possibly done. And I... You know, I get that, like, there's the question about Adam Vinatieri and the fact that he won more Super Bowls, whatever. I mean, like, that's not – Tom Brady was that franchise, you know what I mean? Like, he was he was a little bit lower on the, the list of, of players that – Glad we proved Brady mattered. to be fraudulent yesterday. Yeah, that guy sucks. Um, look, man, I, I, I tried – I did my best to give whatever context I could give to it, but it's okay. It's okay today. It's okay to not dwell on the other stuff. And I'm not trying to beat up like on the post. Oh, my, my Ken Zalas didn't want. To, he just wanted to talk about all the negatives. I, I'm not telling you they're not real, but it's I, okay to for be. For what it's f- worth, I don't think. I don't know, but I don't think this is going to derail Marquise Brown's season and have him. I, I I have every reason to believe that Marquise Brown will have another opportunity to go play football next week, and if he plays well, this can be a blip on the radar. Now, I do think it was a reminder of. Uh, maybe don't get too carried away about Marquise Brown. Like, maybe remember when we were trying to make him into one of the top five receivers in the NFL based on stati- – like, that was a little bit crazy. But I think Marquise Brown is going to be a good football player. I, I'm not – it was a bad day. It was a really bad day. I'd like to hope that he'll catch a couple of footballs next week and everything will be okay. 
But we'll deal with that. Like, there'll be time to deal with it as the season goes on. There'll be plenty of time to deal with the Marquise Brown thing moving forward. There will be an abundance of time for us to talk about that. There is an abundance of time for us to uh, address decisions that were made. When you take your time out uh, in, in relation to the two-minute warning. When you, there's plenty of time for us to deal with those things. But today, today, it's okay to just be celebratory. It's okay for us today to just enjoy it. It's okay for us to just say, this was magical. This was everything we could have possibly imagined and more for how we spent our Sunday afternoon. It's okay to just be a fan. That's all right sometimes. When you see something, again, that has literally never happened before, and it happens to involve a player that you care a great deal about, it's okay to push other things to the side and just celebrate and revel and say, this is an awesome day. This is a truly wonderful, tremendous day. And enjoy it. Today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. You still have a couple days left to take advantage of their back-to-school offer at Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's literally no limit. You can go on forever. Buy 100, get 100 free. That's the way that it works. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months, 866-90-NATION, or visit windownation.com. So I'm looking for some context. I'm trying to think, is there anyone who might be able... We know this was a record kick. Like, we understand that. But do we really understand, like, how amazing it is? And is there anyone who might be able to help us explain that? And I don't know if our next guest can, but if anyone can, he might be the one. He, of course, is the man that um, you have enjoyed his work so greatly uh, for years doing sports science, and now he's involved in all sorts of things. I think he podcasts with Ray Lewis. I mean, he's just... This man is one of the most plugged-in human beings I've ever known. He's John Brinkus, and he's back with us here on GCR. John, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Can you possibly give us any greater context to what we witnessed from Justin Tucker, is there? I, I'm not trying to like suggest that you've gone into the lab and like done a data dive on or anything like that. No, but we, <laughs> I, I have done many a segment on um, on long field goals like this. So the biggest thing for everyone to keep in mind, uh, what was interesting is I saw Drew Brees on Sunday Night Football talk about the crow hop um, that Justin did before he kicked it as though that was going to apply more force. It does not apply more force. It changes the timing, which changes the kinetic linking, and the physics principle is actually called blocking. Okay. So the blocking is essentially think of it as pole vaulting, right? You're running. You have all of your energy going one direction. You uh, plant the pole and pole vaulting. All of the energy goes into the pole and shoots you up. Same thing with field goal kicking. You plant your left leg and all of the energy is being transferred up to the body efficiently. So the, the kick itself, the, the kick itself is actually not – um, remarkable in terms of the amount of force okay. um, on the ball because the, many kicks go 66 yards um, during a game or warm up or any other time. So it's not that's not the remarkable part. The remarkable part 
is the margin of error on hitting the crossbar. So that's all about the entry angle. So the entry angle and the rotation of the ball, we, we did a uh, prior uh, sports science segment on this. There is less than, so think of, think of the football. It's a prolate spheroid that's rotating, right? And it's rotating backward. Um, it's hitting a crossbar that's round. So you have a round object hitting a round object. There is less than one inch of play total meaning one half inch forward, one half inch backward to determine whether or not the football goes over the goalpost or kicks back on the goalpost if it has about a 47 degree entry because it's all about the uh, entry angle if you were to drop it straight down or obviously if you're throwing it um, on a horizontal plane, the answer is going to be different. But based uh, based on quick analysis, there was literally less than one inch of total play. Holy which is, crap. That's the, that's the part where what I can tell you about this and having analyzed a million segments, God wanted the Ravens to win. <laughs> there, was, there was a force going on here that cannot beyond, be. Beyond that which originated from Justin Tucker's foot. Uh, so so I want to I confirm what you're saying. If it had been one inch shorter half inch. one half inch half shorter inch. the kick is missed correct that's if it was a half inch shorter it would not have been good it's unreal isn't it it's so- that's it's crazy and you can and and everybody can go back and look at it and say well how is that true the reason why it's true is it go it bounces essentially it's not straight up but it's you know 88 degrees <laughs> it's pretty close Whew. I mean, this is. I mean, it's 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 remarkable. Like, it's just absolutely remarkable. You you brought up the hop, and I, Justin referenced the hop in in the post game. He said he was trying to kick the ball a little bit more like a kickoff than a typical kick, and that was the reason why he did the hop. Like, in, in explaining it the way that you did, does that make sense? Like, in the and again, I'm sorry, I don't understand the physics of it quite the way that you do, John. Um, does it make sense? that he was trying to approach it more like a kickoff in that situation. Yeah, it, it, it does make sense. What it does is it changes the timing. Um, so the kinetic energy that's being, that, that is produced from the, or the, the point of origin, which would be his left foot, it's all about making sure that the hips and literally the hips and the shoulders and everything are rotating in sync for some, so think about it, the crow hop isn't going to change the way the hips and the shoulder does. It will change your mentality mm-hmm. for certain, mm-hmm. um, and it will change, um, it'll try to change the timing of it, but it's not going to change the literal uh, chain itself. So, you, you know, his crow hop, like, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm like, trying to run up and kick it, if you watch him even in warm-ups, and, you know, there are all, there's all kinds of technology, he kicks plenty of field goals that go 66 yards just in warm-ups. You know, you'll be kicking from, you know, 55 yards, and you'll kick it, you know, 67 yards. Like, it's, it, um, the crow hop wasn't the difference. The difference was the entry angle. Um, that was really the difference. Is it you see these warm ups and I feel like in warm ups oftentimes they're kicking it off of a tee when they're practicing their field goals. 
Is it yep. more difficult, or does it affect the actual probability of a kick going in when it's being held by a holder as opposed to a tee? Yeah, I mean, obviously the the probability when it's being um, held by a holder obviously is lower because there's human error on the angle of the ball. Um, we did a fantastic segment about laces in, laces out. So the laces themselves play no role. Um, you can actually go back on YouTube. I think it's probably still up there and look up um, laces in, laces out. So there's so much force that's being applied to the ball. It counteracts. Uh, the deformity of the laces. So that doesn't matter. That's not going to make the ball go left or right. Now, the laces do change um, the aerodynamics of the ball. I mean, just because it's an imperfection um, on one of the sides of the surface, so it's, it's much like the seams on a baseball, it'll change it. It causes friction in the air, so it's going to go one way or the other um, and push it. But it doesn't matter if you kick it on the laces or away from the laces because the laces affect it. However, it affects it when it's in the air. When it's on, when, when a human being is angling the football, I mean, if you're angling it straight up, um, you know, so that it's theoretically 90 degrees and, and perpendicular to the ground or 45 degrees or 35 degrees or 50, I mean, you can change that angle. That's going to mess everything up. The next thing that messes everything up are the, are the guys who are, Six foot five, three hundred plus pounds, right. standing in front of you. Yeah, you don't have hey, that in so, warm ups. Yeah, you don't have that in warm ups. Um, and no matter what someone says, oh, I block them out. I whatever. That, I mean, you see how you can look at almost every single kick, especially one from sixty six yards. Somebody could have gotten a hand on it. Um, so to say that it plays no role, it may not play any sort of physical role. But mentally, it definitely is. You got to pick your spot where you're kicking it, um, and ho- you know, pray to God that someone's not, um, you know, someone doesn't have a hand there. The farther away you are, obviously, the lower the initial angle, um, the initial launch angle, just because you're trying to get distance as opposed to um, accuracy. And the accuracy, if you were to kick it up a little bit higher, is a little bit better because the ball is airborne longer. So when it arrives at the goalpost, it's going to, um, its angle of descent, actually, it's like a, a basketball going into a rim. The, the greater um, the angle of entry, the higher the probability. In, okay. in basketball, you can actually, actually fit two basketballs through the rim if it enters at a 90 degree angle. So it just depends on which, you know, how steep of an angle uh, an object is coming in order for it to uh, be successful in field goal kidding. John, we were talking about something earlier and I was wondering if you can give a scientific thought to it, which is we know that this ended up working for the Baltimore Ravens, right? Like we've got that. But until that moment, we had never seen a human being make a 66-yard field goal before, and we had seen successful Hail Marys before. We had seen successful multilateral plays uh, to win a football game at the end. This we had never seen before yesterday. So scientifically, before like we knew that it had gone through, was it even the right decision to line up and try a 66-yard field goal? Or was it so preposterous, the thought that this could be good, that even though it worked out, scientifically would say, yeah, it wasn't the right decision? Oh, well, it was definitely the right decision. I mean, if you were to just take the probability on 
I mean, your other option was a Hail Mary. Right. So the, you know, the odds on a Hail Mary are, you know, it depends on what study you want to look at, but certainly uh, from that distance, they're not good. Um, so, you know, if you had to say, well, I got to choose between a Hail Mary and a field goal, uh, a 66-yard field goal, while we say we've never seen it, we've never seen it in game time in that way, but we've seen it. Um, you know, We know human beings are capable of it, is what you're saying. Yeah, we know, we know it's possible. It wasn't like kicking an 80-yard field goal. So, you know, we've seen it, and we know it's possible. So it really was kind of a no-brainer in terms of, you know, what are you going to do? Um, you know, the Hail Mary almost certainly fails. Um, in a 66-yard field goal, it's it's the perfect distance um, to try it from because 65 is generally everybody's outside range. Um, but, you know, someone like Sebastian Janikowski would regularly make 70-yard field goals in practice. Um, so it's definitely possible. And Jason Elam, who, um, also, you know, at one time had, had the, record, the record. yeah, Right, he had the record in, in several uh, stadiums that ball would have made it from 66 yards. So the, it, it's not that it was impossible. It's just that obviously no one's ever called on a kicker to actually do it. But what game was it? I, I, I'm completely spacing. What game was it where they did try a 70-yard field goal earlier in the day? Well, it was the Cardinal, and it was Prater who had kicked the 64-yarder, who had the record yeah, yeah, before, yeah, that's right? right? So, yeah, they tried yep. one right before halftime, but the disastrous results because it ended up being returned for a touchdown. Now, that wouldn't have impacted the Ravens, of course, in any way at the end of the second half yesterday. Go ahead and let that happen um, because you're losing the game no matter what. But, yeah, I mean, I it's I, it's still – John, it's just so preposterous to me, man. It was so – it was such a – like, as I said before, this is why we watch sports. Like, this is why no matter what – I and, I and I, you know, I, I, I'm an adult. I got two kids now. I'm not the sports fan that I once was. But this is the reason, because every now and then you're just going to get something that's so delightfully absurd that you remember, I have to watch every week because you just never know what might happen. Without a doubt, the, you know, as great as that kick was, you know, the fourth and forever. Yeah. With, you know, I mean, that pass, that pass, the margin of error on that pass was ridiculous. That was a tight, tight window. Sure. Um, Defender right in know, front. Yep. Uh, it was just ridiculous. I mean, that that's the preposterous play. Wow. Where you're saying, how in the world, the conversion rate on fourth and forever like that, you know, with, you know, with under a minute to play and you got to make it or the game is over. I mean, everything is stacked against you on that. That was just ridiculous. Um, so, like I said, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes God shows his hands and tells you, you know, who he wants to win. <laughs> I mean, like, may that happen? May it happen not just in a game against the Lions in Week Three? May that be the case at some point in a, a game with greater stakes? John, what can we plug for you, man? It's so good of you to come on and do this. What all can we get plugs in for you? For? Yeah, you know what, guys, go out, go to um, go to Killcliff, K I L L C L I F F. It's a clean energy drink. Um, Joe Rogan is part of the brand. I'm part of the brand. Um, clean energy drink, no sugar, nothing artificial. Um, you know, best-selling CBD drink in the world. Uh, check out Killcliff, K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F. And also go sign up for an account on Brinks, B-R-I-N-X dot TV. Um, all kinds of great programming there. So 
go check it out. It's a new platform uh, that's just launching. Of course. So that's, those are the two things you guys can do. Well, and, and the Ray Lewis show, I'm sure, is something that concerns. And, the Ray, yes. and all Ray Lewis stuff. Yes. Ray's on the Brinks platform. Yep. You guys will you'll like Kill Cliff and uh, Brinks TV. John Brankus underscore on Twitter is how you follow him. John, really appreciate you doing this this morning. Man, this is unbelievable insight. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. All right, morning, guys. Man. God bless. Thanks. John Brankus from Sports Science. Um, one half inch is the number. One half inch, he says. I wondered if it. So, did we ever get an answer on, or have we ever figured out whether if a, it ha, if it clears the goalpost in any capacity, it's a good field goal. So, if yes. you hit the crossbar, the behind part, yeah, the one that goes behind and it yeah, bounces and we, back into the field of play. We've we've had haven't we had that occur? I feel like maybe I believe have. that happened once, and it was like it. it I, God, I wish I wish we could go back. Well, in the break, we'll try yeah, to, yeah. to look at that again. But I believe that has actually occurred. That it, yes, is the answer. It's it it's counts. good. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a goal a, in soccer. It's a good field goal. Yes, one hundred percent. All right. Today's show also brought to you by C three American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C three to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Four one zero four zero one nine seven nine seven or C three America dot com for your free analysis. Maybe I should have asked John about uh, jumping out of plane on oh, Wednesday. What the percentage chances of my survival? All right, uh, we'll come back in. Broderick Washington is scheduled to join us after his first career start. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification? CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirits Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. 
Celebrate your love of football with Ravens scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Ravens prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Ravens scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to John Brankus from Sports Science with some unbelievable perspective uh, about what happened yesterday. It's it's truly remarkable. Uh, every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. It is a celebratory edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Continue to get me your pats on the ass. We're going to get to that here in a little bit. I know who number one is, and I'm, I know who number two is, frankly. I understand that the list starts at number three, but we do it anyway. We keep up appearances. We do this every Monday, so we will try again. Get me your uh, five Ravens, most deserving of praise. Of course, remember that two of them must be offensive players and two of them must be defensive players. Rank them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rank them five to one, with number one being your player of the game, if you will. Whew, hello. Um, and we will get to that as the morning goes on. A couple of things from Dave. Dave says, Glenn, it's really funny. I absolutely was in agreement with you that when they lined up to try the field goal, I thought it was a terrible idea. Not necessarily that I wanted them to go for the Hail Mary. It was more like... What are we doing here? Why are we allowing ourselves to believe that it's possible that he could make this kick? There's no chance that it's happening. In a weird way, I was really hoping that for some stupid reason Detroit was going to jump off sides and that it would make it a more reasonable kick of 61 yards. I, cons- I, honestly, what was playing out in my mind when, when that happened was, as you will remember, the 61-yarder in Detroit that they reminded us about throughout the course of the week was good by all of about a foot. There weren't five yards to be had on that kick. It was the longest kick we ever saw from Justin Tucker, and it was good by by inches. And so I, that was my reference for this. Like, my reference was, I'm not sure you can do better than that. And and even when John Brinkus references warm-ups, and, hey, guys are regularly making those kicks in warm-ups, as he also points out, there aren't massive human beings in front of you. Mm-hmm. In warm-ups. And the the trajectory that you need in order to make a kick like that becomes more difficult because guys can get up and try to block those kicks. I still didn't think it was impossible, though. I absolutely thought it was impossible. And again, it was possible by half an inch. I get it. I mean, you know, it's sort of the drunk confidence. Not that I was drunk, but like it's the blind... unreasonable confidence and belief that I think myself and Ravens fans have in Justin Tucker. If anyone can do it, we have the guy. Look, again, he made the kick. So, like, this is where we are. I, I, I still think it was unreasonable. I think it was unreasonable to think that he could make the kick, which, again, he did, so it's irrelevant. I think it's unreasonable to have thought there was a chance that he could make that kick. I think everything about the data that we had, this is what I always talk about. I can only react to what the information that I know. 
that information can change. And it changed yesterday because he made the kick. But I can only react to the information that I have. I can't, this thing we do where we're like, well, I believe it's possible. Like, okay, I mean, there's a lot of, I, I believe I could run a, a mile in five minutes. No, I, you can't. I, the, all the data that I have would suggest I can't. But I could say I believe it. And what does that mean, right? Like, until yesterday, there was no data that suggested that Justin Tucker could make a 66-yard kick. Nothing. But he did. And that's, to me, why I can't diminish it. I can't say the 4th and 19 is more incredible. It's not. It's not. There was a world where you could convert a 4th and 19. They've been converted before. These things have happened before. This has literally never occurred. I, I don't know... Matt Prater tried from 68 and left it more than two yards short. Sure. Matt Prater's also not Justin Tucker. I though. understand that, but Matt Prater was a guy that had made a kick longer than Justin Tucker had ever made before. Well, Justin Tucker hadn't attempted a 64-yarder. I understand that because there were times where they could have and they decided not to. They said, no, we're not going to do this. This is crazy. Why would we do this? Turns out he's got the ability to make it. All right, hopefully we'll catch up with Roderick Washington at some point. We're having a day today. Which, One of those mornings. Uh, not, uh, not pleasant. Don't care for that. We will, um, we will improvise, adapt, as Bob Haney likes to say. Uh, let's go ahead and do Pats now, and we'll do Picks Recap, and then we'll move things around as necessary as the morning goes on. Pats on the ass. Get me yours again at Glenn Clark Radio. They're brought to you today. Do we do Picks Recap or Pats first? I genuinely don't remember. We've done uh, it's, I don't think there's a... No, there's there no was. There was. We got into a rhythm where we were doing it the same way all the time. I think we've done picks first, if I'm just being honest. All right, then that's what we'll do. Uh, it's brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort or perhaps convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Five Ravens. Oh, no, we, we we said we're doing picks. I was like, five Ravens sure, games. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll do picks recap quickly. Not a lot of movement this week. Everybody finished basically with the same right in the middle of the road record. Four of us went five and four. The other of us went four and five. So the only difference is that. You mean one person went four and five. The other of us, yes. That's, that's what I said. Four of us went five and four. The other of us went four and five. Is that? Yes, that's, that's fine. Yes. Syntax-wise, I'll allow it. That, no, no, no. It's I'll just accurate. That's could have said exactly. The other one, I would have thought. I could have said that, but I didn't say that. The other of us. But that could have implied multiple no, people. No, I would have said it? the others of us in that situation. The other of us. We'll never know. No, we will. We'll never. Defined it. We'll never know. One hundred percent accurate on my part. But Who's to say? You know. Way to go over there. I'm just saying. How's, how's Broderick Washington? <laughs> well, how's he doing? Um, uh, Maryland. It. Um, they were, they were, it wasn't perfect. It was not perfect, their performance against Kent State. Tully has been just about perfect. Yeah, he's though. been great. He's been phenomenal. Special teams have been a little bit tricky. That's been a bit of an issue for Maryland in their 4-0 start. Um, but the other goofy thing was they got a big lead. They were up 37-9, and they started taking guys off the field, and Kent State went down and got a score, and Maryland punted it back to him, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Are they going to allow Kent State to score in back-to-back drives in the fourth quarter in order to get a cover? No. Thankfully, they didn't. Um, Maryland wins that one, 37-16. Only Stecka took Kent State. and ended up being the difference for him. This is this is the game that ended up being the difference um, in him I being 4 I made my game-time decision last week. I would have been in the yeah. lead here. Yeah, well, that's too bad for you. 
Uh, anyway, the moral of the story being that Maryland is now 4-0, and they get a huge one against also undefeated Iowa at home on Friday night in College Park. That's what these Friday night games in Maryland. Big Ten, great. man. The Big Ten wants a Friday night game every week. That's their thing. You know, why they not want... ask college students to play on short rest, you know? I mean, dog. <laughs> hey, come on. Uh, Notre Dame. Look. It was always insane that Wisconsin was a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. That was nuts. But nobody thought they were winning by 28 points. Now, the other thing that's in there is that this game was 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 very close as the fourth quarter began. This was... Which still would have been a Notre Dame fact, regardless. It, it was a 10-10 game as Wisconsin had the ball and was marching towards scoring a touchdown, and I was starting to feel a bit nervous in those moments. They settled for a field goal, and I was like, we good, we good, and not only were we good, Notre Dame reeled off 31 unanswered points. A lot of people go to college for seven years. They're called doctors. 41-13, Notre Dame wins. Kyle, myself, and Stetka got that point. Uh, this was a stink line, and I don't know why you guys didn't see that. I mean, this line was the dumbest line I've ever seen in the history of college football. West Virginia was, for whatever reason, getting 17.5 points against Oklahoma. Oklahoma, who had done nothing, nothing to make you think that they were a team that was worthy of being a 17.5-point favorite in, frankly, any game, more or less against a team that had just beat Virginia Tech. It was one of the dumbest lines I have ever seen in my life, and proof that Vegas doesn't always know more. But well, they I, know I more. Get it. They don't always Cumulatively. Because maybe, maybe they might. They don't always. That made no sense. It was a miracle that Oklahoma won the game outright. Never a chance that they were going to cover 17.5 points. They only scored 16. 16-13, Oklahoma beats West Virginia. For some reason, only Proctor and I were on West Virginia in that one. But thank you. Where I made a stupid decision was no, thinking that... You're, you're smart. I was thinking that Washington's defense would come around this week. Very smart. They ain't coming around. Washington's Starting defense. Their secondary might be a little lackluster. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Pace. Josh Allen back on track. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't too worried about Josh Allen. Look, you, regardless, he played amazing yesterday. He 40, had not thrown the ball that well in the first two weeks. I wasn't too worried about Josh Allen. I am just saying what 21. the numbers bore. And as I kept saying, I wasn't too worried about Josh Allen. I don't care what you're worried about. You know what? I should have been. I should have taken my own advice. 43-21, Buffalo wins. I'm the only one who misses out on that point. Um, then we do the thing that we've been doing a lot of recently where uh, Kyle was the lone wolf twice and split them one and one. <sighs> he was the lone wolf that went with New Orleans, and not only did they cover, they won outright uh, fairly comfortably 28-13 in New England, but he was also the lone wolf that went with the Chiefs who were getting or giving six and a half points against the Chargers and lost outright. Um, Never gonna feel bad about being alone from the Chiefs for what it's worth. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I just that did that line didn't make sense. I that hear line you. was illogical given the circumstances. Um, that all being said, I'm not. The Chiefs are one and two, and I'm not panicked about them either. I think they're going to be. They have Patrick Mahomes. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll get it all figured out. Um, Their defense has some things to figure out, certainly. Their secondary. There's no doubt about it. Not playing great football currently. For what it's worth, they've never really had a great defense. But they had a really good defense in the second half last year. It was coming on. They had a defense that was coming on, yes. I don't disagree with that. They never had a great defense. Um, the we, nobody picked the Lions, so that's that's what it is. Of course, we also made the pick before we knew about the COVID situation. The player, I don't. We think, were too prideful. 
Yeah, I, oh, thank you. I don't think it would have changed my mind. I think I still would have picked the Ravens. I but expected this to be an easy victory for what it's worth. And if Marquise Brown catches the football a few sure. more times, it would have been. Uh, it was just Proctor and I who were on Tampa Bay. That game, that was the ultimate Brady thing, too. The fact that the Rams scored before the half, didn't allow the Buccaneers to score, and then got the ball back to start the second and a half, and then... That was never yeah, look really good. One possession game again. Yeah, they look they look really good. It's week Who would have thought? Maybe uh somebody should have drafted Cooper Cup a little sooner. Uh, I mean, he was okay. pretty productive in college. I mean, he was. There's no doubt about that. He was quite productive. I remember advocating for that sort of draft pick for the Ravens but on the fantasy clearly, reality clearly show for you, a long time. Clearly, you should be the general manager. You're right. Clearly, that's you're the right. Case. I would have not drafted Lamar Jackson. Ah, well, maybe you shouldn't be the general manager. And then uh, Thriller last night, uh, obviously in San Francisco, that Green Bay ends up winning because – not that it would have mattered because they were going to cover either way. It could have been a pick six. What's that? could have been a pick six. Well, the, you mean the 49ers could have gotten a pick six at the yeah, end of the game. Yeah. S- but that wouldn't have happened if they had ran the rest of the clock out. If they had well, run the rest of the clock out, they wouldn't have had the opportunity for a pick six. Details, it was yeah. always going to be a Green Bay cover. It was just a question of whether or not the Packers were going to win outright. And they did. They won outright 30-28. to 28. As uh, for whatever stupid reason, the 49ers. Sweated that one out personally. The 49 Oh, why? I needed Aaron Jones to get fewer than 19.5 points. Oh, this was in fantasy. Okay. Yeah. And uh, went down to the wire, to say the least. Well, well um, God bless. I don't know what Thank to tell you, you man. Thank <laughs> you. Papa bless. Yeah, Green Bay uh, wins outright. Myself, Proctor, and KZ get that point. So, again, for the year. It's now Andrew Steck and I tied atop the table, still both under 500, 15 Correct. and 17. Uh, KZ is a game back at 14 and 18. Kyle is two games back at 13 and 19. Proctor is four games back at 11 and 21. Still very, very early in the year. Uh, as the winner will get a little bit of cash, loser is trying to avoid having to consume a tarantula sing hero from the original spider-man movie and get their back waxed for whatever oh because mrs stecka was asking for that that was a request from mrs stecka related to our uh, our picks contest so that's what we're playing for who's gonna do the waxing i don't know we found somebody to pluck eyebrows we'll find somebody to do some waxing. but i went to some we're saying it's gonna be an yeah, out of we'll studio find, segment no we'll find somebody to come in here and do it they plucked my eyebrows. I, I went, understand we that. Somebody a, will come in here and wax your back. We'll find somebody apt, who's willing to do it. The more apt we'll have Tim was from, when we, we'll they have came Tim in from and Bel-Air did the kiss makeup. They, yeah, she did. The same lady, with, right? Came in and did the kiss makeup. With, I didn't know makeup, remember, was a thing. Well, that's a, a, rubbed my face raw after that one. It was really unfortunate yeah. how that played out for you. Uh, yeah, we'll just have Tim from Bel-Air uh, ah. do the back wax, right? Like yeah, that's, of course. That's, that's, his, that's his area. We'll have him do it. All right, Pats on the Ass. Pats on the Ass brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. So close. Yeah? So close. What, what screwed you yesterday? Javante Williams. How did that screw you? Needed him to get over 57 rushing yards. Started off pretty good. 30 in the first half. I said they're killing the Jets. Mm-hmm. Going to be ample opportunity for him to get carries in the second half. Mm-hmm. Ended with 30 yards. Ah. 31, maybe. Ah. I'm going to need Melvin Gordon to stop it. Yeah, I agree with that. Not a fan. Not a fan of them continuing. Although Javante Williams had a touchdown yesterday, he was actually a decent play in fantasy. Yeah, he fumbled at the end though as well. He had oh, a chance yeah. for a second touchdown and then he coughed. That's a coughed real, that's it, so. a real bummer. Yeah. That's a real bummer. Um, underdog fantasy football is a lot of fun. I actually played one yesterday where Kyler Murray's rushing yards screwed me. Mm. He, I think I needed thirty. Five and a half, I think, was the number. And Kyler Murray came up. Uh, sh- I don't know what the number was. I was four for five. I was close. So close. It's a real bummer, man. Just a real bummer. But you can play, and you can play with free money. It's a great time. It's very fun. And it replaces what we're 
Again, I know we're all mad that we don't have sports betting yet. Like, what what is the holdup? I can't tell you. But in the meantime, play Underdog Fantasy Football. Download the Underdog app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Use the code PRESSBOX, and when you deposit $10 or more, we'll give you $10 free to play with Underdog Fantasy Football. They also have the weekly fantasy contest that you've grown accustomed to on other sites, but they have parlays, they have prop bets, they have the type of stuff that you're not finding anywhere else. Underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app in order to play and use that code PRESSBOX to get $10 free when you deposit $10 or more. Oh, uh, John Proctor, nobody uh, nobody has had a really good week. Oh, yeah, in our picks contest, nobody has had has won seven games. Correct. Has not. Nobody has won seven games yet this season in one week. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right, Pat's on the ass. Got to pick five Ravens. Rank them five to number one. We all know who number one is going to be. Um, Hollywood Brown. That's right. A big day. Uh, two of them must be defensive players, which is a little bit trickier this week. Two of them must be offensive players. One of the players. players was a little – it wasn't obvious, but oh, – I mean, there were a lot of things that were tricky this week. Yeah. There were a lot of things tricky in doing Pat's on the ass. But that's what we're doing. I don't saw that tricky. Um, it wasn't for me, but it might have been for somebody else. I don't know. My number five on a day where it was tricky to find defensive players, you had to go to who made plays when they mattered, and Tavon Young did that. Came up with a big sack on third down. I didn't think he was great, but on a day where you had to find two defensive players, I heard a lot of arguments Considered for Calais. It. I heard a lot of arguments for Calais Campbell, and I'll listen to that. I don't but think he made any eye-opening plays, really. I mean, you know, he was a he was a force, yeah. but uh, ultimately Tavon Young, because he came up with a big sack on third down, gets the number five spot on my list. Uh, Anthony Averett, number five for me, and it's okay. more also a recognition for two consecutive solid weeks. Well, he was um, really good last week. I thought he, he was, was... He made a... His positioning was perfect on that deep ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally closed the player off from the entire field, and it allowed it to just be a... You didn't worry about that play whatsoever. Um, I don't remember his name really being called much other than that, but that's sometimes a good thing for a cornerback. Granted, the Lions don't have sterling wide receivers. No. But um, all things considered. And the success that they were having was largely to DeAndre Swift. He's not bad, though. He's pretty good. He's a decent little player. All right. um, Number four. You know the the guy that stood that did stand out to me a bit defensively was Chuck Clark. Yep. He was the guy, not only because of the sack, but Shea um, Hawkinson was largely quiet yep, all game. Correct. He did stand out to me. He was the one guy that really I, I kind of noticed defensively correct. as the day went on. So he was my number four. He was your number four as well. He was. All right. Was your number three Mark Andrews? He was. My number three was Mark Andrews. Look at us. I wonder where we're going from here. Mm-hmm. I wonder Tyson where Williams, the rest of the two. list is going to take us. Look, um, the the bummer for you know for Lamar, obviously, is that... His line should have been a lot better, and... Yes. Not and offensive line, but Chris' now, stat line. Now, how do we mesh that with... And the of course terrible the, interception, and... There's a weird thing that I feel about the interception, which is I I am willing to... not. And it's not even just forgive it. I'm willing to sort of pretend like it never happened. It did, though. Because you're, you're, it's third and ten... And if, I get it. It was if, a punt, effectively. If you, if you don't, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to throw the ball away, and you're going to punt, mm-hmm. or you can chuck the ball downfield and Pray. and and see if maybe something might happen. Sure. So. In the context, it was a good time to do it. I don't encourage it necessarily, but at the same time, the math in those situations suggests. It's very unlikely you're throwing an interception in that portion of the field that's going to be returned significantly to give them, you know, a great field position. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible when you have to 
to, to, to keep that in mind. But it's also not impossible that the ball doesn't deflect or somebody doesn't make it the same play. Like, the, the negatives and the positives of the extremes are about the same likelihood. It's about as likely that something incredible happens in that situation as it is that something completely disastrous happens in that situation. I hear you. I mean, with the, Lamar Jackson, you could also throw in the argument where you know, your chance is better of completing that or running for a first down. Well, or, I mean, that's, you know, but that's a different that. conversation, sure. right? Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm almost willing to completely forget that it even happened. That being said, I don't – and I, the storyline that today's show, if Justin Tucker misses that kick – would have been a little bit about Marquise Brown and a lot about what the hell are we doing again with Lamar Jackson not running the football. It's preposterous in the same way that making a 66-yard field goal is preposterous. It's He looked good throwing, right? It's not it's, like it's he fine. wasn't he on the money. He great and, throwing, yeah. but it hurts I get it. your football team to take that away and particularly early on in the game when you're in third and short situations and you're doing anything other than a run-pass option with Lamar Jackson. It makes no sense. It's insane. And he was spectacular. I mean, this might have been the actual throws that he made. This might have been the best he's ever looked throwing the ball outside the numbers yesterday. I mean, this was unreal how good he looked. And, yes, he was let down by his wide receivers. To be fair, I think the Hollywood touchdown was tipped it was great oh i know and, it was yeah, right. i know it was tipped and so that's a tough catch yes it Doesn't still hits him still in the hands couldn't have made it but you it's know, a tough catch you yes. saw there was a weird play yesterday where i think it was rondell moore was receiving a punt and the referee threw a flag and the flag hit the ball oh and it changed the trajectory as it was just coming down yeah, yeah and he muffed thing. it i i don't know how to explain this it felt yesterday like as the first half went along they were treating, I think it was my buddy Josh Sroku who said this when we did the Project Game Day halftime show. Again, thanks to those of you who checked out Project Game Day yesterday. Uh, we do it every game day all throughout the course of the season. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. We'll be back next Sunday. KZ is going to join me post game, but it was Rita yesterday. If you missed it, you can go check it out in the archives or in the videos tab at fa- facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Love doing Project Game Day. But at halftime, I think it was Josh Stroke who said it feels like they're treating Lamar running as an in-case-of-emergency-break-glass situation, and that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like a, we're going to attempt to put together a game plan that involves Lamar Jackson not running the football, and we'll only go to Lamar Jackson running the football if that's not working, and that's nuts. It's, it's, and it's not just nuts, it's stupid. It's reckless. It's crazy. It's probably wrong. Why would you hurt yourself? Why would you make yourself purposely worse? What are you trying to prove? I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. And if it's Lamar, and I have had people tell me it is, if it's Lamar saying, I don't want to run, we need to break that down and figure out what the reasoning is. And if the reasoning is because... kind of not jive with the fact that when he does run, he... I mean, I, as much as we all criticize or people who want to talk about how he's more likely to get hurt when he's running than he is when he's in the pocket, I don't want to see him lower his shoulder to finish runs. I don't I, like I, that I, necessarily. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily like that either, although last week he had a great one where he But there's a difference between the context where it's you, you need to do it and in a well, first I, I don't, half I don't, I don't necessarily disagree, 30-yard I don't run, necessarily you know? disagree with that either. Or don't lower but, your right shoulder but, maybe. But my point will continue. It, it, it's, a real, it's, 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 not, it's not really germane to the, the point. 
The point being, if it's Lamar, if Lamar is saying, I don't want to run, and they're listening to him, we have to find out what the reasoning is on his end. We need to dive into that. And if it's because he thinks it's going to impact the contract that he's going to get, then the Ravens need to get out in front of that. And they need to say, no, we're going to take care of this right now. We're giving you this contract, but it's because we want you to run. Because you're one of one when you do that. If it's because he's worried about injury, we need to do everything in our power to let him see all of the data that proves that running quarterbacks aren't at more risk of getting hurt. Now, of course, somebody's going to make a comment about uh, Lamar Jackson given some other decisions that he's made, maybe not being all that fond of science and data. Understandable. But we need to do everything in our power that if this is a decision that's being impacted by Lamar himself to convey to him in every way possible to ignore what any idiot on the internet has to say, to ignore all of the dopes that have called right, him a running back. If you say something. Well, if I call him a running back, he should ignore me. Yes, oh, 100%. Any idiot who says anything. Well, he should, frankly, ignore every single one of them. I get that that's easier said than done, but he should ignore every single one of them. I hear you. And just understand you have a gift that other human beings don't have. Use it. It doesn't make you less of a quarterback. It doesn't make you less of a passer because you're good at something else. It hurts you as an all-around player to choose not to do that. And if it's not Lamar, if it's the Ravens, it's utterly effing insane. And he looked good as a passer. Yes. It, the, the, Ravens two should have, not, the Ravens should have been able to win with him throwing the football yesterday. But again. Their two things are not related. Yeah. This thing where we try to think if you run the ball, it means you're less of It's not true. You can both look great as a passer and run the football on third and two at the beginning of the game when it makes sense to get Lamar Jackson on the edge. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. The hell is going on? Thankfully, they won the football game. Thankfully, it doesn't matter all that much. But they've got to figure out what is going on and why it is that they are reluctant. Who's reluctant? What is the thought process in taking away the best weapon you have? What makes sense about that? But in throwing the ball, yes, spectacular. He was wonderful yesterday. Tight spiral. Throwing the football. It was on the run, he looked good. Maybe as good as we've seen. Throwing a crochet was very impressive. All of it. Andrews is money. I mean, the one to walk. I mean, it was impossible. You know, like I, 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 it's hard for me to criticize Sammy Watkins for not making the play on the sideline. That's an unbelievably difficult play to make. But sure. the throw was, was throw. there still somehow. So, yes, Lamar's number two, Justin Tucker's number one, as they are on everyone's list. Um, Jazz says five Humphrey, four Clark, three Andrews. I don't really remember Humphrey I don't, I don't, doing anything. I don't really either. Uh, a, a few different people have Calais on the list. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was, he was sort of leading the charge for a depleted unit. Sure. And, again, we have to react to the first half, and that's it. That's all we have to react to. Um, Callum Sammy Watkins at number five, and I guess just because he made the catch on fourth and 19, I get it. It's just I measure that in my frustration that he didn't it's get out of bounds. It's pretty hard to leave situation. Andrews off the list, I feel like. Yeah, he was really good. Um, th that's basically the, the extent of different names that we've gotten so far. We have not gotten a lot, understandably so. It was not a deep list. We'll get it up at glennclarkradio.com a little bit later on. We're into hour number two of the program. Ron's in Owings Mills. Ron, good morning, pal. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Glenn? I'm good, buddy. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to start with Michael Jordan. Um, 
Before I get to MJ, though, I I I, agree. I thought Lamar made some great throws yesterday. I, I was very impressed. There were some throws he made yesterday that that were jaw dropping. That made me um, really honestly. I I, I was just I, I was very impressed with the throws. They were pinpoint. I uh, he played a great game. I mean, you know, and I'm just glad that you know we, we're talking about that. But now let's get to MJ. Um, my opinion, there are Justin Tucker haters out there, Glenn. I didn't realize that there there were this many, but there are they exist. I mean, I, 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 haters like yes. I, who's a hater? Yes, a lot of them in New England. They're they're more uh, they they can't fathom the concept that there could be a kicker who's better than Adam Vinatieri. I don't know if it's a hater of Justin Tucker so much as it's defensiveness about somebody that they were convinced could never be passed. So, yeah, I have the stats, with the, and I think that's exactly right, Kyle. So with Vinatieri, I want to go into that. But just quickly, Glenn, I called you in 2016 on October 3rd, um, 4th and 10 at the 50-yard line. We were down one point, 28 to 27 at home versus Oakland. I wanted Tucker on the field to kick a 65-yard field goal. Instead, uh, John Harbaugh opted to go for it on fourth and ten, and it resulted in a Kamar Aiken drop. I do stand by my comments that I believe he would have made it on that day. I know it's outdoors. I still think he would have made it. That's my opinion, but I did make that comment five years ago. But um, just quickly on the Vinatieri thing, um, it's not fair. Like, If you want to say Vinatieri has more Super Bowl winning kicks, I can't argue that. But Vinatieri's also been to four more Super Bowls. He's played in three times as many playoff right. games. right. So, I don't. So, so I don't. It's not fair. Yeah, Ron, I don't really get caught up in this. Like, this doesn't. If 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 somebody loves Adam Vinatieri, let him love Adam Vinatieri, right? Like, I it, that's not going to bother me in any way. If if they're trying to use it to Justin Tucker's detriment, if they're trying, if any, if there's a human being that thinks Justin Tucker isn't, you know, maybe the most talented kicker that ever lived, like, come on, man, like you're just an idiot. If you're a guy that just happens to love Adam Vinatieri, I, I, I it's not a fight that's worth fighting to me, man. <laughs> Like, it's just not one that I'm Well, let me ask you this. Like, and I understand we're right. Like, are we in agreement that there's no other kicker that you're actually asking to do what was done? Um, I mean, I don't... You're even sending out there? Well, I don't know. The Cardinals sent out Matt Prater to try something yesterday, right? Like, and he had made a 64-yarder before. I think that maybe the better question is that you should be asked. Yeah, and and the truth is, I don't... I still... I'll never know if they really should have done this. Again, he he was a half an inch... A half an inch away from missing this kick. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still, I'll never know if we really did down and, and, and just look through the science of all of it. If it was really the right decision versus just magically the decision that worked out this time. If we did this a hundred times, I mm-hmm. don't know how many of them go through the uprights. I, I don't know either. I don't know either. I just think you have to try. I mean, I, I have, you have to try. Neither in a scenario where you had your only options were not great, this was the one that you chose to go with, and you just chose to say, "Hey, look, you know this this guy's got a hell of a leg. I don't know, maybe there's a miracle that he can make the kick." Well, as it turns out, you were right, and it, it, you got it was a miracle he made the kick. But I don't know if I'm ever, I don't think I'm ever lining him up for another 66 yard field goal unless I absolutely have to, right? Like most in most of the cases, though, in those situations, you have to. No, it's because more. It's it actually it's more common at the end of the first half. 
which is what, again, ended up hurting the Cardinals yesterday. It's way more common at the end of the first half to say, okay. let's let's go try something and see if it might not work. Like, I let's... mean, the Ravens won the first Lions game. It was, that was, what, 61? 61 right, yeah. 61. But 61. we've seen, guys have made 61-yard kicks. Like That's We have, we have seen, like, there's sort of a line of demarcation. Now, somebody would point out the one that Prater made from 64 mm-hmm. probably would have been good from a couple yards further. He also kicked that in Denver where, right. you know, like, the rules kind of get thrown out once upon a time. That's Elam kicked it in Denver. So, you know, like, it, rules do get thrown out a little bit in Denver situations, and you can make the argument because they were indoors yesterday, you throw the rules out a little bit, and that's why it was so much more absurd that the Cardinals tried a 68-yarder outdoors in Jacksonville than it is the Ravens tried a 66-yarder indoors in Detroit. I don't know. Look, I, does, none of this takes anything away from Justin Tucker. Does done the magic before in that same stadium? I maybe, maybe, you know, like maybe it's a place... you're so locked in. Right. Like, you're so locked in and you have an out-of-body experience that it comes to fruition right there. I don't know. I mean, I I, I can't ignore it, Ron. Like, I'm not... There. Magical things occur sometimes, man. Like, just, just crazy, inexplicable incredible things. Incredible in clutch field goal situations, right? Like... It's unfathomable that he's able to do what he does, and this was the most impressive play of his career. Yeah, I I, I, I hear you, Glenn. Glenn, you make, you make fair points. I don't know how many times out of 100 he makes it. Uh, I'm going to take the luck, and we can... But but none of it takes anything away from Justin Tucker. Like, it none of it this doesn't. takes even a lick away either. from I don't want to hear it. I've, I've called you many times on Monday saying, we, we didn't get one. Clay Blakeson took one away from us. I am. Go- I'm going to celebrate this. That's fine. That's for Detroit radio to do. But that's their their calls. I have no gripes if they want to do that on their form. I'm not going to do it here. I can acknowledge. Yes, was there a delay of game? But in no way does that take anything away from the accomplishment. And also, by the way, I have no idea why John challenged that. He ch- and he didn't explain. By the way, so, there were people so, on Twitter saying it was because there was an extra right. man on the field. I did not hear that from John. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I don't know why what what happened there. But yes, a, a couple of different reporters that were at the game said it might have even been thirteen men that were on the field in that situation. That's the reason why I had to do it. And there is an argument to be made that if that's the case, you're better throwing the challenge flag than you are just taking a timeout, even if you know you're not. Even if you know the challenge is absurd, because you do it that way because it's going to take longer for them to go watch the review, and it gets more of a breather for your guys that are on the field. That's it's, fine, but John didn't. John didn't say that in his post game. He I, said in his post game, we saw something. He did not like if that was the explanation. Okay. Well, right. If, if, said, if, if they really thought they could win the challenge, then that's insane. But I, based on the people, right? Based, that, I, and that's I don't. I don't know if that's John thinking he can't. He's not. He doesn't want to throw his guys under the bus and say they screwed up and they had thirteen guys on the field. Like I don't know if he thinks he's deflecting in that situation and putting the onus on himself instead of. Do- I, I, John, when he answers questions, Ron, as you know, doesn't is not always honest. Like he's just not. We honest used to, John. We used to do a bit on this show about honest John. Like he's just not always honest in those situations. I mean, I'd, ra- I'd much rather him say nothing or say, or say something like that. And like, I'd much rather hear something than him say, "Oh, we saw something." If you're telling me what he's saying is not true, then they saw something, and we really thought we could get it. Um, and uh, to me, that's unacceptable. There's no way watching that on TV or in real time. I saw that on TV. I didn't hear a replay right there. There's no way, Glenn, that somebody up there can say that. So I'd much rather John not say anything there and just say, that's a, co- that's a coaching. Like, to me, I, if, the, if it's just tell us the extra man but, on the field. But, don't but, cover it. You don't have to Ron, throw anybody I, under I the I understand what you're saying. 
it's just not the way he thinks, man. Like, in, when he's answering a question, he thinks he's throwing someone else under the bus when he does something like that. If I say, if I say, well, I had to do that because we had guys on the field, it sounds like I'm taking it out on whoever the guys, we're going to go back and somebody's going to look and see who the extra guys were on the field, and then we're going to go after them, or we're going to go after your defensive coordinator for not having the right package in those situations, where it's easier for him to just say, I'm going to put it on me. I get it. I'm so not, you really think that's what that was? The people that were at the game are telling mm-hmm. me that there were 13 guys on the field. You know, okay. Jeff Zrebeck right. said 13. Somebody I, I else know, said, "Like I, I'm with you. Like if that's the reason, I'm totally in support of. I just hate it. Like when listening. Well, it's, it's not. By the way, it's not cool. okay that there were 13 guys on the field. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, you got to make that but abundantly I'd clear. Rather, I'd much it's rather not. Be okay. It's like, not okay. It makes sense to do it if that's the reason. Right, but it, yes, that's, if that's a logical reason to use it, just tell us. Well, I, I, John just doesn't operate that way, man. Like it's just not. It's not who he is. It's not in his. Like he. This is the way he operates. There's nothing you can do about it. All right, I, I got nothing then, but that, that drove me nuts, Glenn, because I, I have mixed messages from reporters versus the actual people pulling the, the trigger, and that, that's always but, frustrating. But you got you got to understand that those guys, you, you have to know John Harbaugh long enough to, at this point to know that he's not always honest. Like, he's just not. He's And that's not... That's I'm, frustrating. By the way, that's frustrating I, for me. I, I would love if that was the case, but we just live in this world where, like, what's going through his mind is, how are you going to take that? How are you going to spin what it is that I say right now? I would like but for them to be honest about guys that get hurt, but he won't do that either. Like, I just... Well, I, well, the hurt thing is different than this. To me, I put those two in the same, because hurt is like a competitive advantage. Like, I can see that. <sighs> I can see that as you're the leader of men trying to get a competitive advantage against these 31 other teams. To me, this is not a competitive advantage thing. This is not about hurt feeling. You don't even have to I understand what you're saying. You could go back and watch the replay and see who specifically it was and the reporter. I get all that. I don't really think they're throwing a guy under the bus if you say that's the reason. It it happens. But just be honest. Like that look, I'm a fan and maybe I take this too first. Like I, just be honest to me, man. Like that bothers I, me. I, I understand I, it's never gonna happen. Ronnie, I, unfortunately happen, you're you're never gonna get that, man. You're just never gonna get right. that. All right, buddy. I'll talk to Good you. Good to man. hear Thank from you. Time. Appreciate yep. it. It's Ron Knowings Mills, man. Like I and again, I, I haven't gone back and watched like the all-22 footage. I'm basing this off of Jeff Zrebeck, who I have absolutely zero yeah. reason to think would lie about such a thing. I mean, I'd Pretty good at his job. insane for Jeff Zrebeck to be lying about something like that. But the word from him was that there were too many guys on the field. And if that's the case, then I get it. I understand. It doesn't make it okay. It's a bigger problem there were too many men on the field in that situation. But I get why you would choose to use the timeout because if you give them – the other option is to give them a first and five and protect the timeout. And then if you do that, they are that much closer to picking up another first down and running that much more time off the clock and you maybe never getting the ball back whatsoever. So it's a horrible spot to be in. And if there weren't 13 guys on the field, it was an insane decision to make. If you're going to do that, you have to take the timeout or throw the flag immediately and not let time run off the clock before you do it. But if there were too many men on the field, you kind of don't have a choice. You're, I mean, you're just sort of in a spot where you don't have a choice, unfortunately. All right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the Stand the Fan Variety Hour. They're back tonight. The uh, rescheduled show with the spaceman Bill Lee, one of the great characters in baseball history. He will be chatting with Stan and Ross tonight. Make sure you join them. Facebook.com slash Sports. Stan Shows is always brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Taz Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 28th at the Bowman Restaurant on Harford Road in Parkville. It's all brought to you by Press Box, Grade 8's memorabilia, and Express Exterior Design. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Back in here on GCR, it is a Monday edition of the program. Today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Yeah, we didn't even get to revel in... I, I, when the Steelers lose, I always wish it was on national TV. Like, I always wish it was a game that I could be watching. Like, it's a real bummer. Like, it's always, you know, it's it's like, I like it when Duke loses all Shows the time. Shows KZ for being skeptical about my Cincinnati Bengals start in fantasy, huh? What? what, what? Remember I told him I was going to, I picked up the Bengals, oh, the Bengals was playing defense. him in fantasy. Yeah, he was yeah, like, oh, right. I don't know about that. That's right. That's right. Beautiful mind right here. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger did not look good. Did not. Play. I know. <laughs> it's the one everybody's sharing on Twitter. It did not look good. This man always looks. 58 times. 
<laughs> sure that makes sense. I'm sure that's a good idea. Although I mean I get it in his in his career it actually has been a good idea. It's the he's the one guy in his career who's been the exception to that rule. He just hasn't been 40 for the entirety of his career. This man always looks good, but I hear he's not feeling good today. I don't care for that. Joining us now, he, of course, from the Big Bad Morning Show on 105.7 The Fan, Daily Picks, every day here at PressBoxOnline.com, and the uh, the national show as part of Odyssey and the, uh, the is it BetQL? I'm sorry, Jerry. Was it, what, what's the name of the network? BetQL, is that correct? Yeah, it's the BetQL network, and our show is FanDuel Game Day Live. Uh, on Sundays from eight to ten, so I gotta, I gotta yeah. do better at that. I gotta do better at that. He's Jeremy Khan. He's with us here on GCR. What, what happened to you? Or what is going on? Are you so, falling apart? See, no, why? Well, am I falling apart? When, when am I going to stop falling apart? I don't even remember when it started. Probably when I was born. But uh, yeah, I'm falling apart. Um, no, so I was uh, this weekend. I was eating pancakes. And I had an entire tooth break off while eating pancakes. That's not a good so, sign, bro. Pancakes no, things are quite quite soft. They're not supposed to cause much resistance. Well, well you guys. So I've been. I guess I've been coming on your show for what over a year now, yeah, or close yeah, to it. Two I guess. years, something like that. And I've probably been in the dentist chair five or six times. Yeah, with, man. Uh, issues with my teeth, and it, it sucks, man. Because tooth pain's the worst. They're gonna try to fix it today. It's a tooth that I had a root canal on before, and it just broke off. And it's the funny. way it broke is freaking miserable and impossible to fix so they're going to try to put a new crown on it which i'm sure i'll be back in three and a half months when that one breaks off so it's like always pleasant charlie kelly like pulling out random teeth whenever you want kind of thing <laughs> I, I should i wish that was the case but uh yeah so my and the good thing for me is it's not the stuff up front it's always it's in the back so it's not like i'm walking around looking like i've been smoking meth for weeks and maybe I have, but that's my business and not yours. Um, but no, it's not. It's not falling out. We've, so, we've, like, we've heard some things about your family. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we do like uh, you know some of the prettiest girls I've ever dated have been <laughs> at family reunions, so it happens. But it, it's funny just hearing you guys talk about Big Ben. My co-host on FanDuel Game Day Live is a guy named Chris Mack, and I saw he tweeted out. Do you know how many passes per game Big Ben is averaging his last 10 games? That's insane. It's probably like 48. Right. 47 a game. Yeah, it's nuts. And it's nice. This past week, with all those attempts, 19 of them went to Najee Harris, and he had 14 receptions. What, what on earth is going on? And if you watch the game, like you guys saying he, he, he didn't look good was kind because he oh. was a fried turd. He was so bad. He threw an interception right to the linebacker. Like, it's almost like he, he had to be throwing it to him because the announcer was like, he didn't see him. I was like, he had to have. The only guy he threw. Right, the correct. And, and then he had another one where he was rolling out. He just fell down. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? It's a real bummer, real bummer to see yeah, uh, him really fall. Just, just can't, you, you can't, you feel for a guy like that, you know, like just a genuine <laughs> good guy for all these years. Um, what's running through your mind when the Ravens are lining up to try a 66-yard field goal? Like, in the it before – the kick, what is running through your mind? I just, like, I was still screaming about Sammy Watkins not getting out of bounds. Well, I was but definitely doing that. Did. Yeah, I was definitely well, doing he that. Said, Harbaugh said after the game that he was, uh, he said he was trying to get in the field goal range. It's like, what, what are you talking about here? Like, because there was still a chance that they don't get lined up right or they don't get a chance to run up and spike the ball. Um, I mean, there was a little bit of time left, so you'd, you'd like to think that you've been through it enough where you could spike the ball. But even then, the six yards you picked up made it a 66-yard field goal, where if you get out of bounds, you have one more play, hopefully to the outside. And then they you know, they had the other one um, where they just threw it away, and that's the one with the, the delay of game that was missed. But as he was lining up, I kept saying I wouldn't be surprised if he made it. Like when I, I didn't expect it to hit the upright and bounce up, and then I was kind of unsure what was going to happen. 
but uh, it's still crazy. And, and, you know, it's amazing the difference in how you feel when you win a game as opposed to losing it, no matter what the circumstances are. But I, I don't know what their game plan was coming in. It was one of the weirdest games no, I've watched. It was insane. I, by the way, it makes one of us because I, I did not think. I thought I kept saying the words. It makes this two is, of us. I said as well that I thought I, there was a chance. I, I kept. I literally kept uttering the phrase, "This is so stupid. This is so stupid. This is so stupid." <laughs> um, and and I was a I was a half an inch away from being right, but uh, I was I was wrong. Not the first time, by I the way. I was wrong. That I was a half an inch away. <laughs> She's, I'm always a half yeah, an inch away. Well, so. I, w- I wish I was only a half an inch away. Anyway, we got a different show. It's a different show. <laughs> a different show. Um, uh, to your point, I, I, I am the thing that befuddles me the most. And again, I, I allowed myself today to just celebrate, just enjoy, just because you know you only get to witness something like that every so often, right? Like this is the reason why other you watch sports, of course, because you're betting. I get that. The rest of us that watch sports. I actually, I bet a lot yesterday, but I, the reason I watch sports is because you might see something like that. And so I'm trying to not do much of the other stuff. But to, to your point, I, I will not, I'll never understand what's going on that the Ravens think it wise to not have Lamar Jackson run the football. Like, I'll just, there's there's things, I don't understand astrophysics. I don't understand um, uh, quantum mechanics. I don't understand a lot of things. I, I add to that list why it is that when you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, you would say, but the one thing we want to make sure we do a little bit less of is run the football with Lamar Jackson. I, I don't, I don't get like the, you know, we talked about it with uh, you know, the game plan coming into this game. Like, what was, what were their decisions? Because we're, the Lions geared up to stop the run, right? And Lamar had the one big run play that it kind of broke down and he saw it and he took off and then he took the, the unnecessary hit, which was kind of strange because usually he's been pretty good about getting out of bounds and maybe he will take a hit trying to gain some extra yards, but the running backs, what was it total? Because I, I was trying not to count Devontae Freeman's carries because I'm still not under, understanding why they're letting him run the football, but um, they had 15 carries for the running backs the entire game and Lamar added his in, but he really didn't run all that much on design plays. Uh, a lot of more breakdowns in the passing game where he took off and it, it was just a strange game to watch. Like I, I still don't understand what the game plan was. And this is a team that didn't run the football. And they had a lead almost the entire game. Now, granted, it was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter, but they get on the board there in the second. And I just kept saying to a buddy of mine, we were texting back and forth, I'm like, they're letting them hang around. This is going to be a game at the end. And, you know, everybody feels so much better afterwards, but there's some serious problems with the defense. There's some serious problems with the offense. Uh, there's problems with coaching. Like, I just don't, I don't get what they were trying to do. So, with Lamar, you have one of the best weapons in the game. And, and by the way, he was brilliant outside of the interception. Like, no, throwing the that, ball, that he was shows you. right. He was phenomenal, yeah. of course. He was. Well, it, and, well so going the, the other thing that it shows you, like you're, you're watching, and I'm not just talking about putting the ball in somebody. Those deep ball passes, I, he was on point with a ton of them. The touchdown pass he threw to Devin Duvernay was third and 18. Uh, like it, it's it's insane. The pass down the sideline to Prochet was on point. Hollywood with his alligator arms this week and dropping a couple of touchdowns and. You know, there, there was a lot to like about him, and it just shows you when the guy feels the pressure of not wanting to turn it back over to his defense. I've often said this, and this is part of my, what nobody wants to hear, my Manning versus Brady debate. Like Manning, when he didn't have a defense, it's third and eight. He has to pick up a first down because they can't punt the ball back because they're not going to see it again. You know, Brady, when he was in New England, it's like, just throw it away. The defense will get another stop. We'll get the ball back. And I'm not saying it's always like that. They've had good defense, bad defense, whatever. But there's a big, de- there's a huge mindset change with a quarterback when they're like, if I throw this away, 
I don't know if I'm getting the ball back right. or not. And, it, and it's a scary proposition to rely on the defense to get you the ball back so you can make a play. But, you know, give him credit. Third and 19, third and 18, he makes two huge plays, or fourth and 19, or whatever it was. Yeah. Fourth, um, just incredible. Yeah. No, no, no. There's no doubt. He, I, Lamar, Lamar was tremendous throwing the ball yesterday. I'll just never understand why it is that you wouldn't prioritize. We have Lamar Jackson. We should. He's the best running quarterback we've ever seen in football. We should maybe try to have him run a little bit more often, like that. Well, you know, you know what happened with yesterday's game too, and and they can't tell me any difference. Like I'd love to sit down with Greg Roman and pick his brain to understand. And I know sometimes you're in the moment, like you're in the game, you're calling plays instead of looking at it from this is what we we were trying to do coming in. The Lions gave them a ton of looks that were favorable to the passing game, and they were going to you know they went to the passing game quite a bit in the game. Um, I don't care. Like, put nine guys in the box. Put ten guys in the box. You have the best running game in NFL history. Now, it may not be with this group, but last year you did, and the year before that it felt like you did, and so on and so on. So run the football. Run the football to set up everything else. Don't just go, okay, they're trying to stop the run, so we're going to give them what they want. Like, Giannis can take as many jump shots as he wants. Everybody's saying just shoot the ball. When he learns how to shoot, you're all in big trouble. It's the same thing when this offense gets – really productive in throwing the football, which I think they will, and I think they're on their way. But you're so good at one thing, why, why on earth Why on earth would, would Giannis settle for that instead of taking it to the basket and drawing a foul or getting a dunk or you know, just putting the pressure on them? They should have been running the ball more, and I don't understand why they didn't. He's Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan, of course, daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com. He's with us here on GCR. I, I, you know, all of those things are true, and yet they're two and one, and this is football. There's a long season ahead, and hopefully, you know, they, they clearly we're unbelievably depleted defensively yesterday, and so that you know that shouldn't be the case moving forward. They should get those guys back, and hopefully that improves some of it. But they're, you know, they're a flawed team. There are, it's what they are. They're a flawed team. The good news is that. Just about everybody's a flawed team in football. The only team that's really looked brilliant is the Rams, and I'm not, you know, I'm I'm still not certain they can be this brilliant for 17 games or on through the post. We'll see. Maybe they can. I don't know, but I, they they're a flawed team, and there's a lot of teams that are flawed around the NFL. There just appears this is this is football, man. Like we keep looking for perfection, and there's not not, not a whole lot of it there. Yeah, and and you know the Rams, and then probably the team they see this week have looked like the two most complete teams. I mean, yeah, the Broncos but, coming up, the Ravens, but are they've played the favorites. Jets, Giants and Jaguars, man. And that's what I was going to get to. <laughs> yeah. Look, I can't fault them for, and, and they, they handled all three of those teams. Uh, you know, course, you could say they won in dominating fashion in Jacksonville. They came East for a one o'clock game. That was my lock week one is I love the Giants and the Broncos came in there and shoved it right down their throat. They had opportunities. I just think those wins are huge going on the road week one for a one o'clock game, winning it, and then coming back and going to Jacksonville. And, and granted, all these teams, they're not good. The Jets were terrible. That was the Broncos' home opener. Uh, I just think if the Ravens are going in with some of the issues they've had in the Lions game, I, I think they're going to get torched in Denver personally. Cause really? They're, they're the only team in the league, I think, with a statistically going into yesterday, a top-10 defense, top-10 offense. I just I don't know how to react. The, the opponents matter so much to me and how I react I, to them. No, like, I, I get it. Yeah, and by the way, I, I thought their defense was really good coming in. I mean, I, I'm not trying to take – I'm not trying to say, like, they don't, they're not 3-0. and They're a 3-0 and football team, mm-hmm. right? Um, you mean I, you're not trying to say they're not? Right yeah, now? correct. I don't know what I just said there. I have no idea how many double. I don't know if I just quadruple right negatives either. I just put into that. Like I, I get it. I mean, you're not going to get Randy Jackson's autograph. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's what you have a sword. Yeah, that's what you go get signed. You're not going to. Um, 
I don't know, man. Like I'm. It's an interesting matchup, I think, on paper. I do think it's an interesting matchup, and I'm a believer in their defense in particular. Like I'm particularly well, believer Miller in their give defense. Them trouble yes. in the line 100%. and all that, and they've got a pretty solid, underrated defense. But I feel like the Cortland Sutton, Marlon Humphrey matchup seems like an easy decision on paper. But they've got some solid tight ends in Denver with Fant, and I can't pronounce the other guy's last name, but yeah. Albert. Um, uh, Uga, Uga, yeah. Uga, not gonna work yeah, here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and then Tim Patrick's better than people often give him credit for. They've got a relatively deep receiving core, even without Jerry Judy. I mean, it should be. I mean, Bridgewater will determine ultimately. We'll see just how good he is. I suppose. I mean, it's a yeah, good they opportunity. got a fifty-fifty split with their running backs, um, and it's been a true fifty-fifty yeah. split too. Um, and then you come back, Hamler or uh, KJ Hamler got hurt yesterday's game. Yeah. Don't know if he'll be ready for this week. So Jerry Judy's out. Cortland Sutland just came back from injury. So they're banged up in that wide receiving core. You brought up Tim Patrick. Like, there's some I, – I, I like what they have there. And, and I've been calling Teddy Bridgewater a game manager, which that's exactly what I think he is. But he's been yeah. the epitome of excellence as far as doing that. He's not turning the ball over. He's making all the right throws. He's driving his team down the field. He's converting third downs. What's his completion percentage right now? Like 70-some yeah. percent? And to be fair, it's, through the first two weeks, I think he had the most completions over 20 yards of anybody in football. Yeah, it's it's been pretty impressive, and um, you know, with all due respect to everybody out in that AFC West, which looks like a a crazy division, uh, you know they they've looked like. I mean, I I, I don't believe in the Raiders, but I, I it's weird saying this. I believe a little bit more in the Broncos because I'm seeing it on both sides of the ball, and it may come, it may all come full circle. And we're like, yeah, I remember that time the Broncos were three and zero when they beat the worst three teams in the league. Yeah, that was fun. Um, well, I don't but, I don't think the Broncos are trash. I just don't I just don't think they're really a truly a yeah I can, kind of i'm not i'm not there yet i'm just not i just don't think the ravens are either well i don't think you I, might very well be right about that you might very well be right yeah, about I, that. I mean it makes me nervous because like in watching them play we could say the same thing about the chiefs so if you take those two teams they're mirroring each other where the ravens are two and one chiefs are one and two each one of these teams could be zero and three each well they both couldn't be three and zero. but you, you get what i'm saying like in if we go back to the games like there's so many different things that happen what could have been wins and losses the ravens with an overtime loss the crazy comeback, go for it on fourth, convert it, and then you come into the lines where you're leading the whole game, give it up in the fourth quarter, and then hit a record-breaking field goal that hits the upright and bounces over. Right. It's a crazy set of circumstances. And the same thing with Kansas City, losing the way they lost in Baltimore, coming back to beat Cleveland down nine points in the fourth quarter, and then this week losing to Justin Herbert in the way that they lost. I mean, they're not that far away from being 0-3. I mean, they're really not. Yeah. They're not that far away from being 0-3. What's the craziest thing you've ever witnessed? So I, I was this is one that I was gonna do today, but we never got to. What's the craziest like all of the games that you've been to in your life, what's the wildest thing you ever actually got to see live in person, just in terms of a moment, in terms of a you know, it, it happened in the span of one play, not like, you know, clinching a playoff berth or something. Can't like be like that. an individual performance for an entire No, game. just one play, one moment, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Do donkey shows in Tijuana count? Or we're, yeah, we're just I said here. sports, you know, like sports okay. in general. It was like, kind of a, fair, well, so anyway. Consider, so, yeah. No, the, the game that will always stand out to me live is that um, my I'm the black sheep of my family. My dad was trying to do something where, you know, like everybody in my family hunts. I don't. You're not getting my ass in a tree stand in an orange vest rubbing deer piss all over myself. What if, if we I weren't what, what if we weren't hunting, though? Like, what if we just wanted to? What if it's human? Well, what if it's human? Saturday, <laughs> randomly in the living room. So um, if we could watch the game, just, yeah, it sounds like fun. But, no, so my, we were trying to figure out something, and he knew I liked football, and he's a Steeler fan, and, you know, me back in the day was a Colts fan, and they met up in the playoffs. So we went to the Pittsburgh Indy playoff the, game. The Jim Harbaugh the, game? No, this is um, – 
this was the uh, the weird overturned interception when Palomalu picked off Peyton, and it didn't count. Um, this is also the game where Jerome Bettis hadn't fumbled all year long. He fumbled on the one-yard line. Nick Harper, who was stabbed by oh, his wife yeah, the week yeah, before in the thigh, I, yeah. picks up the ball, gets tackled by Big Ben. And, oh, by the way, in this playoff game, Mike Vanderjack hadn't missed a field goal all year long, and he misses a field goal to win the game. So it, that was one of the craziest set of circumstances where I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to lose. This sucks. Oh, my God, they're going to win. This is awesome. Oh, my God, they just lost. So it was kind of like that back and forth of emotional moments. Um, but, yeah, that that's the craziest thing I think I've seen live. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. I, I was at the Maryland-Georgia Tech basketball game when it appeared as though Gravis Vasquez had hit the game-winning buzzer beater from literally midcourt, and the place went Ugh. absolutely bat-ass nuts, only to find out that Gary Williams had called a timeout before he took the <laughs> shot. And then there was point. And this is when Cliff Tucker then turned around and hit a game-winning three instead at the buzzer. And, like, that was just the most unreal sort of set of – okay, I went to a Maryland-Georgia Tech basketball game that day. I sure as F didn't think I was going to see anything that I was going to remember for the next, you know I, – I thought I would have forgotten about it within 48 hours. Instead, it became this eternal moment. And that's – I'm trying to compare it to this. Like, people went to a Ravens-Lions games in Detroit yesterday thinking to themselves, like – well, I'll never remember anything about this day, but it's not a bad. So it's going to be a fun forty-two to seventeen game. Right? Correct, or... something like that, and instead got this thing that they're going to have with them for the rest of their life. They're never going to forget that they uh, were able to see it. So that's the type of stuff that I was looking for today. Is like, what's the the thing, you, the day that you could have never expected that you were going to see something you'd remember forever, and it turns out yeah, that you. I, did. I guess it's got to be the weird change or like the emotional roller coaster type game. Or just going to a game and seeing something that you've never seen before, like anybody, watching somebody hit for the cycle, or right, or, any, or, or anybody that's been there to see like um, somebody hit a three-quarter court buzzer beater, something like that, right? Like that's it could happen anytime you go to a game, or you know, anytime you go to a baseball game, you could be watching a no hitter. You could be like it. It could literally happen any day. But you're not prepared for it. You're not planning on it. It's a little bit different than going to a playoff game or going to a game where a team could clinch. You're just going to a random baseball game one day, and you happen to have been there to see a no-hit or something along those lines. That's That, to me, is is the comparison that I'm coming up with. All right, what's uh, what's coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show this week? Uh, so I'm sure we'll, we'll keep talking about the Ravens and uh, people. It would have been interesting had they lost that game, what the conversation would have been on Hollywood Brown. People are still like I had some guy calling today said they'd be better off without him and I'm like well, where were you last Monday why didn't you call in after the Chiefs game and say it like it's it's just it's the way that people think sometimes that drive me nuts and you know even myself going back and forth with somebody about he said oh they had three they should have won by three touchdowns Hollywood dropped three touchdowns and I'm like I still dropped two I think we're being a little presumptive presumptuous about you know catching the ball and whether or not he right. gets into the yeah. end zone on a couple of them but I, I, I'm listening to you. Um, I just didn't want people calling Mark Andrews' play in the end zone a drop when he was running to the right and Lamar threw the ball behind him and he turned and tried to make a play on it. But, I, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll continue to talk about the Ravens leading into the Broncos, this weird-ass league that we're watching where in the AFC we're really unsure of who's good, who's not. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, they're wrapping up with the Orioles baseball season and uh, what the offseason is going to look like for them, which I'm sure people care about immensely, um, but we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of that and then – Continuing picks, I hit my lock this week. It wasn't a great weekend for picks as I had a bloodbath on Saturday, but, you know, it's, it's how it goes sometimes. Um, but uh, we'll continue talking about that as well. All right, buddy. At Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, PressBoxOnline.com every day to see the picks. Appreciate you, pal. We'll talk to you next Monday.
Thanks, man. I'll see you. Jeremy Kahn joining us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. Of course, at Window Nation, they are offering you for only another... Today's a, this month is a 30-day month, correct? So it's only another three days that you can take advantage of this offer. Buy two windows, get two free. Buy four, get four free. Buy eight, get eight free. It goes on forever. They're back-to-school special, but it's only good through the end of September. So I would call immediately. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Wood or vinyl styles. There's literally no limit to how long you can go. 1,000 by by 1 million, get 1 million free. Goes on forever. Pay 0% interest for 24 months as well with Window Nation. We'll come back in. Uh, Jay Feely is going to join us, CBS kicking analyst, former NFL kicker, and again, attempt to give us more context to what it is that we saw yesterday. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on drag. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year, DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Taz Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 28th at the Bowman Restaurant on Harford Road in Parkville. It's all brought to you by Press Box, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Express Exterior Design. This is GlenParkRadio.com. Nothing but net. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of Pressbox yet, make sure you get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, and you can pick it up today with Marlon Humphrey on the cover. You can also read it all for free at PressBoxOnline.com. Let's continue to try to give some context to what we witnessed yesterday. Joining us now, of course, special teams analyst and, and analyst in general for CBS uh, Sports and a man who was a very good kicker during his career in the NFL. It's a pleasure for us to welcome back into the show Mr. Jay Feely, who's with us now here on GCR. Jay, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Um, is there any chance that you, if you were lined up from 66 yards – you would have been able to make that kick at the end of the game. Right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Fair enough. How are you guys? Uh, you know, back in the day, sure. You know, and I think, um, you know, every kicker in the NFL right now, I, I don't think maybe there's a couple that couldn't, but I think almost every kicker in the NFL could make that kick. Really? Now, would they go in and make that kick? Would they have the ability to, to go in there in that situation with that pressure and come through – the way that Justin Tucker did and always seems to do. No, I mean, there, there's, it's, it's unquestionable that he is the greatest of all time to ever play that position. You know, I mean, you look at his career, he's 91% for his career. He has as many seasons over 90% as seasons under 90%. And, you know, and, and just to give that context, you know, like I was hoping just to have a year or two in my whole career yeah. over 90%. You know, that used to be the gold standard. If you're over 90%, you're making, the, you're making the Pro Bowl, no question. You know, and he's done it for his entire career. You know, and it's not like he's not kicking long field goals. You know, I mean, this is a guy who's back there making a 61-yarder against Detroit to make it, to win it. Making a 66-yarder in a game to win it. You know, they're content to allow him to take 58-yard field goals to win the game and not try to get any more yardage. I remember when, when Harbaugh did that, and everybody's like, why isn't he getting more yardage? And then... Tucker steps in and makes it, and he's like, well, that's why, because he knew that Justin Tucker is an absolute stud. The, the idea that he is 16 for 16 now in his career in the final minute of a football game, which somehow to me, like, of, of everything, and we know how great Justin Tucker is in Baltimore, but that to me is the most staggering thing ever, that in the final minute of a football game, he's 16 for 16 in his career. Is that as patently absurd as it sounds like it should be? Well, you're talking to a guy who once missed three game winning field goals in one game. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, so I know how hard it is to do that, right? I know how hard it is to go in in those situations and to handle that pressure and to make those kicks, whether it's a 30-yard field goal or 40-yard field goal or a 60-yard field goal. You know, those are not easy plays. You know, look at closers in baseball and how difficult it is for them to go in and get those three outs in that situation because of the pressure and the magnitude of the game. It's not like they can't throw those pitches. It's not like they're not ready to go in there and to perform. 
but that pressure has an impact on you. For a guy to go in those situations and to be perfect, you know, to do it every year, to make long kicks, the longest kicks in the history of the NFL, to make those kicks in the biggest clutchest moment, it's what defines a kicker, is what you do in those moments. And, and he has been just remarkably good. Is that the biggest you, – know, you referenced, Jay, that you think most kickers in the NFL are capable of making that kick. Is that the single biggest difference – and what has made Justin Tucker, you know, maybe the greatest kicker of all time is just... There's no maybe. Okay. All right. <laughs> there, I mean, the guy you'd say is the greatest kicker of all time right now is, is Adam Minitary. Okay? And Adam Minitary was unbelievable for, for the Patriots. And, you know, I always said, like, he's the greatest of all time. Justin Tucker might be. But there's no maybe anymore. Like, okay. That's what, that's what... That's who Justin Tucker is now. I mean, he, is, he has done it better than anybody has ever done it before because he does it consistently every single year and he does it in the biggest moments. Adam Inter-Terry had some bigger kicks because he was able to go right. into the Super Bowl and have, you know, three game winning kicks in the Super Bowl. You know, Justin Tucker's won a Super Bowl as well and had big kicks in that game, but he hasn't had those kind of kicks, you know, that that Adam Inter-Terry was able to have. But Justin Tucker has been better than Adam Inter-Terry in his career. You know, and, and if you look at their careers and you put them up against each other, it, it's not it's not a question of who was the better kicker over the course of the career. And that's not taking anything away from Adam and Terry. Adam and Terry for his career is eighty just under eighty four percent. Justin Tucker is ninety one percent for his career. It's unbelievable. It's, it, it is truly absurd. But, but to go back to it, so so I'll take the maybe out of it, right? The <laughs> the reason why Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time, it sounds like you're saying, isn't not necessarily just because. You know, he's it's more both. okay. All right. right. So, okay. It, it is. It's both because not only does he make the kicks when you need him the most, right? And that's what you're defined by as a kicker. He's perfect on those last second game winning field goals. But then also, he makes all the kicks throughout the game, throughout the season at a better rate than anybody's ever done it before every single year. He is so remarkably consistent and he works so hard. Now, I will say this you know, they do an excellent job of having an operation that's the best in the NFL. You know, forever they had the same snapper, the same yep. holder, yep. and the same kicker. And they were, they were perfect. And if you go to practice, I've been to practice before to do a game, um, and, and I was at practice on a Friday, and I watched uh, Morgan Cox and Sam and Justin like almost get in a fight on Friday, and, and it was Sam getting on Justin for not being as serious as he should have been. This is a Friday, and they hadn't missed a kick all year. You know, and, and because those guys take their job so seriously, you look at the kick last night. To be able to make that 66-yard field goal, everything has to be perfect. You know, it's not just the kicker doing his job. But that snap was perfect. The laces were right at 12 o'clock. Sam was able to get it and put it right down immediately. Didn't have to adjust at all. And that allows Justin to be able to be super aggressive on that kick and to explode through. And he gets to see it the entire way. You know, if that ball, if the laces are at 6 o'clock and Sam has to take it and turn it and he's got to spin it right as he's putting it down, Justin doesn't get to see that the whole way, and that allows him to be super aggressive through the ball because he does see it the whole time. So all those guys have to do their jobs perfectly to allow him to do his job perfectly like he did. How long is this record going to hold, Jay? Like, you know, the, the Matt Prater got to hold the record for, what, eight years? Yeah, right? listen, here, here's the deal. And, and I wasn't the strongest – kicker in the NFL um you know I didn't have the biggest leg by any means but when I went to Denver every year and we, we'd go out there in the preseason a lot when I was in Arizona 
I'd go back to 70 every single time. We'd have fun. Matt Prater and I would just mess around kicking 70-plus-yard field goals. Sure. I was watching the kickers yesterday hit 70-yard field goals yeah. out there in warm-ups. Yeah. You know, Amendola, who's a rookie for the Jets, he could have made a 70-yard field goal. He, he had a 55-yard field goal that ends up getting negated by a delay of game penalty yesterday. And before he kicked it, I go, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this was halfway up the upright. And it was. Hmm. You know, so somebody out there could easily make a 70-yard field goal. Um, but, you know, I think this is a, I do think this is a record because the situation has to be perfect. It has to be the end of the game or the end of the half. You don't get a lot of opportunities in your, in your career. I think I got, I got like two in 14 years, you know, two opportunities to kick a 60 plus yard field goal in 14 years. So it's it's not. I guess maybe the next thing I should say is maybe it'll be Justin Tucker next week in Denver, right? Like maybe the the record will last for all of five days. And so okay, just, here's what I'd love. I'd yeah. love somebody to just live stream his warm up before and, the game and see how far. Right? Yeah. Oh, I would yeah, pay. To, I bet yeah, I would pay to watch 70, it. I bet he. Yeah. I, I, I would. I would put money. He can make a 75 yard field goal warm up. My week. God. We have. I mean, we got it. Now we have to challenge him this week to try to do yeah. it and try to get a charity. Yeah, tell and him, him that, out. that that's my bet. One hundred. Percent, he man. can make a 75-yard field goal as warm, and he's not going to be out like doing something out of the norm because he he likes to go back as far as he can in warm-ups just to see you know where you can get to. Right, you know, to do right. That. Your body feels different. Okay, let's see where I can get to today. You know, he even said like he was just short from 65 twice in warm-ups before the game yesterday. You know, so he knew okay, I, I just got to give it a little extra on that one. And, and I think I can get it there because you're always going to feel it. And you go to a coach, depending on the wind and the field conditions, you're like, hey, my number is like 54 going this way today. You know, and it might be 60 going the other way or whatever the case may be. He can make a 75-yard field goal in warm-up. That'd be a great prop. <laughs> oh, man, man. Oh, man. I want to <laughs> see it. Hey, Jay, speaking of the Broncos, because you got to see them and the Ravens are going there next week, they're, they're 3-0, and but we all know who they've played so far. Yeah, Jets, Giants, and the Jaguars. Right. None of those teams have won a game. And I, I said that on the air yesterday. And so, so here's the deal. This is a game for them that's a prove-it game. Sure. Right? They, they have the opportunity to go, to go up against Baltimore and to beat one of the best teams in the NFL and to beat Lamar Jackson in this defense. Uh, here, here's the challenge for you. Um, if you look at Teddy Bridgewater, he's been spectacular against the Blitz this year. And, and he does a really good job of understanding what a defense is trying to do, of knowing where his hots are, knowing where to go, distributing the ball, getting the ball out of his, out of his hands quickly, on time, and accurately. You know, he's like 78% or somewhere there about after yesterday's game completion percentage. So, you know, Wink, is, he's going to have a challenge again. You know, you look at what he did against Patrick Mahomes and, and not blitzing like he, like he normally does because Patrick Mahomes is so good against the blitz. Well, so far this year, Teddy Bridgewater has been as well. And, um, you know, they have, a, they have a lot of injuries right now. You know, this, it's a beat-up team, and I know Baltimore had a ton of injuries yep. at the beginning of the season as well. Uh, so this is two teams that, whose depth are, are being challenged. Uh, you know, they lost Jerry Judy, and they lost Hamler, another receiver that stepped in for Judy yesterday, and they lost Chubb, who when they have Von Miller and Chubb coming off the edges, that's a really difficult tandem. Well, to not have Chubb and Von Miller means the line can slide towards Von Miller. Now, they got a lot of pressure yesterday, and they got a ton of sacks yesterday against the Jets and Zach Wilson, but that was more on that offensive line, um, you know, and Zach Wilson not getting rid of the ball quickly. But it'll be a good challenge, you know, and I, and I think it's a, it's a prove-it game for Denver, and 
Um, and I think this game will go a long way for both of these teams in showing who they are. So, but you are in general, you're buying into the idea the Broncos are 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 better than just a team that's beaten three really terrible teams. Here, here, yeah. Here's what I'll tell you about them. They have a really good defense. Yeah. They have one of the they have yep. a top five defense yep. in the NFL. Uh, they have the best safety tandem in the NFL, right? And they do a great job of disguising what they're going to do on defense until after the snap. So they're going to give they're going to give Lamar a, a two two deep shell uh, before the snap every time, and then everything happens after the snap. And so he has to diagnose what's going on post snap. You know, and it's a different challenge going up against this Baltimore team and the way they run the ball. But because they do so much post-snap, that allows them to get an extra man in the box to defend the run as well. And it just makes it really difficult. And both those safeties are interchangeable. They're both playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. And then you do have Von Miller. Uh, and you do have some pretty good, pretty good players in that linebacking core. They, they lost Josie Jewell last week, one of their starting linebackers who had started the last couple of years for them. So, um, you know, another loss for them. But uh, and then on the other side of the ball on offense, Teddy Bridgewater has been remarkably efficient. He hasn't turned the ball over. You know, he hasn't even put a ball in jeopardy, you know, in the last couple of weeks. And, and he's been efficient spreading the ball around, getting it to a number of different receivers. And, you know, one of the things that Baltimore likes to do is they like to go with their big personnel and 13 personnel with three tight ends in the game. Well, the team that does that most in the NFL right now is Denver. Hmm. Denver's running 13 personnel almost 20% of the time. You know, because they have three tight ends that can block and that can catch the ball. So even though they get in 13 personnel, you don't know if they're actually going to run the ball or if they're in, in, you know, in a passing game. And they've run the ball efficiently. And they got a young running back in Javante Williams, who's a stud, you know, who runs oh. the ball incredibly hard. And he's a three down back. And then they got, uh, they got Melvin Gordon as well, who's running the ball really well. So they're a balanced team and they'll be a good challenge. Jay Feely, uh, where, where are you headed next, sir? I am going down to Miami. I got Miami and the Colts. Very good. That's where you're going to be seeing him on CBS this week. At Jay Feely on Twitter is how you follow him. Jay, is there anything else we can plug for you, sir? <laughs> no, you're all good. Appreciate it. Hey, Jay, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes. We, Believe it or not, we are not the kicking experts, and so we know exactly <laughs> how to put context to it. So thank yeah, you. No, my pleasure. Listen, I love talking about uh, greatness. And, and, you know, especially when it comes to something that I did for a long time that I worked my butt off for for 20 years and to watch somebody do it at that high of a level is just really special. No, it's really it's we've been uh, we have been uh, very blessed. We have been quite blessed in Baltimore. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys went from Matt Stover yeah, not, for all those years to Justin Tucker. I, you know, it's almost like, you know, it's like the Patriots. There's two teams. Yeah, the Patriots, they go from Vinatieri to Goskowski, and you guys go from Stover to Tucker. The rest of the NFL is just Can't find one, right? Can't find one. Yeah, guy. Yeah. By the way, the most, <laughs> the most prudent tweet I saw from a Ravens fan yesterday was, I'd like to thank Billy Cundiff for missing that kick in the AFC Championship <laughs> game because without it, there's never a Justin Tucker in Baltimore. Okay, so would you, would you trade a, a Super Bowl championship, though, for Justin Tucker? We, 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 we would say yes if the Ravens hadn't turned and won the Super Bowl the following year. Right. If it right, hadn't yeah, been right. for them turning around and winning the Super Bowl the following year, of course the answer would have to be yes. <laughs> but because they won the Super Bowl anyway, no, no, yeah, yeah. not a chance. <laughs> hey, Jay, right, guys, really appreciate you. you. Thank you, man. Thank Jay Feely from CBS, of course, longtime NFL kicker and uh, CBS color analyst. Appreciate him hopping on with us for a minute this morning. And I get yeah, Proctor and I are trying to talk through this. I get what he's trying to say, which is that there's this belief, 
and John Branca said essentially the same thing. Guys can physically do it. Plenty of kicks in the NFL have carried a distance that would have been, you know, the good from right. graphic Correct. on NBC. Would have like, been good have been, from. There have been guys that have right. lined up for 59-yard field goals that that the kick that they made would have been good from 66. Would have been good. Or longer from, in theory. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't I, say I, for right. sure. I can't but, say for sure. Right. But the point is, there's a big difference between... Knowing you have to keep the 66-yarder. Right, or and also doing it when it's win or lose for your team. There's there's a big difference in physically having the capability of doing it and versus actually like physically lining and up. mentally, yeah. Well, correct, it. right. It's, there's a big difference between those things. And so I get what he's trying to say, which is... And it's fair to... It's, it's not preposterous to him as a kicker, the same way it is to a lot of people, the idea that someone could make a 66-yard kick. His point is, like, watching in warm-ups in a lot of games, and especially the fact that they were indoors, sure. like, watching warm-ups, there are guys that are trying 66-yard mm-hmm. kicks and every now and then making them. It's just there's one guy that lined up and did it with a team's result at stake, win or lose one way or the other, and that's Justin Tucker, and that's the guy that made it yesterday, and, and that's and why it's so remarkable. And credit to Feely for crediting, you know, the slapper and the holder yeah, in this 100%, case as well. Like, right, 100%. Like, it's... And by the way, there had been a couple of times early on in the sure. season where I was like, yeah, they're why not, did they why get did rid, they of, Morgan get rid of Morgan Cox? But, yeah. but nope, that was perfect. The execution there was absolutely perfect. And um, there's just no one better than Sam. What did Justin say that Sam Cook said to him? Like, oh, my I God. I this. Oh, I got to go back. and Because they, they, whatever it was that Sam Cook said was so perfectly Sam Cook. Like, um, oh, apparently said, way to do your job. <laughs> it's just it's just exactly what you would expect Sam Cook to say in that situation. And Jay Feely saying, I watched Sam Cook getting after Justin Tucker about not taking practice seriously enough. The greatest kicker of all time. Yep. And that's the nature of Sam. It's just who he is, right? Like, get it together. We're not good enough that we can't take practice seriously on a Friday. They only participate in, like, a third of the practice. Correct. And they get to go in and play cornhole afterwards. Oh, Sam Cook's the best, man. God, he's the best. All right, uh, winding down for a Monday edition of the program. Today's show has also been brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Oktoberfest menu is available and is wonderful. It includes the chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown. Served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, the Prussian Pretzel Rolls, the Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining rooms or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, Fans will come back in, get a tidbit, tubular to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. 
I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Bear Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five tweet us at glenn clark radio 21st century talk radio at glenn clark radio.com all right back in here on gcr as we wind down for a monday edition of the program today's show has also been brought to you by the press box fantasy football show which will return this thursday at 11 30 a.m I guess what are our big topics going to be this week? I don't even know. What are, what are we going to be talking about on Thursday? San Francisco backfield still confusing. Very confusing. Um, Brandon Ayuk actually was a thing again, however, in fantasy. Yeah, not not like him, overwhelmingly, but, yeah. but like he AJ was a thing. Brown again. went down and out. Yeah, see if that has an impact. But like, are there big? Are there really any big waiver wire guys? I mean, the Panthers this week? backfield's kind of muddy. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're grabbing Chuba Hubbard. Might if be trying he's... to trade for him at this point, my backfield's pretty thin. Oh, really? Patriots without James White. Yeah, I mean, but that's... I mean, I just yeah, don't, I don't know, you know? There's, know there's questions. Know questions yeah. abound. Yeah. yeah, the Panthers one is probably... If, if there's a waiver wire guy that you're going after this week, it's Chuba. I guess it's Chuba Hubbard, right? Like, if he's available, you're going after him. But I don't... Like, we don't know exactly how long Christian McCaffrey's out for, so we don't know. Word is it's, it's quote-unquote, less than a grade one hamstring. Right. But, like, so, that would be safer because he tried to rush back and overworked his recovery last well, year. But, no, I think that everybody out. assumes it's going to be a cu- at least a couple of games. But, yeah. like, are you using a waiver priority for a guy that, that's going to be an option Running for a couple of as games? As thin as it is, somebody is. Well, I mean, somebody's going to have to. I get that. But I don't think I want The to. number one waiver? By the way, question? James James Conner has proved to be, like, for as much as we were making fun of him uh, at the beginning of the season, like he's been 
He's not getting he's you massive goal points. Back, so yeah, he's been fairly consistent as far as delivering you points. That receiving core is interesting. I mean, that's a question. Yeah, I picked up Rondale Moore. I had Christian Kirk. He's did. been three good weeks so far. Yeah, Rondale, Moore, him, Rondale Moore did nothing. Emmanuel Sanders. Nothing yesterday. Um, but we'll talk about all that on the Press Box Fantasy Football Show this week with KZ. Thursdays at 1130 a.m. brought to you by CCBC as well as Glory Days Grill and Underdog Fantasy Football in the Maryland Department of Transportation. See you Thursday morning at 1130. Tidbit. Brought to you today by the Tyus Bowser Show. We will be tomorrow night. We will be at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville, 7 o'clock, with Tyus Bowser and his special guest. I will make that announcement when I can. Uh, but Tyus Bowser, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, at the Bowman. Look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a great night. I've gotten a lot of questions like, hey, you're doing this every Tuesday. No, we're not doing it every Tuesday. We're doing it a lot of Tuesdays, but not every Tuesday. That's why you got to go to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser in order to get the information. In fact, after tomorrow, we're not doing it for another three weeks. And we're not back in Baltimore County until November. So tomorrow night would be a pretty good night to come out. The Bowman Restaurant in Parkville, Harford Road, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought to you by Pressbox. Grade 8's memorabilia and express exterior design. Tidbit of the day. Uh, believe it or not, story du jour is, well... Yeah, the, the kick? Justin Tucker. No. Yeah. No. Uh, believe it or not, also, the Lions are no strangers to this sort of disappointment. Of course, Justin Tucker broke an NFL record on the game winner yesterday afternoon, that 66-yarder that bonked in, well... It's the second time in Lions history they've lost a game on a record-setting field goal. Back in 1970, Saints kicker Tom Dempsey hit a then-record 63-yard field goal in New Orleans to beat the Lions. So their misery truly knows no bounds. Uh, So far this season, there's been quite a bit of the kicking revelry in the NFL. In fact, nine go-ahead field goals. Actually, I believe that would be ten since this was prior to last night's game. Ten go-ahead field goals in the final ten seconds of regulation or overtime this season. And that is the most through week three since the year that that other guy hit a game winner against the Lions. That I just mentioned. Since 1970, the previous high was seven in 2003, 2007, and 2012. The, the li- I was also reminded last night when I was, was thinking about, so not only do you have Justin Tucker doing it for a second time against the Lions, not only as you point out Tom Dempsey against the Lions, um, but also throw in that um, the, the, the last 50-yard Hail Mary uh, was Aaron Rodgers Aaron yeah. against the Lions. Yeah. They've had a rough go of it yeah. in their entire lives. God, imagine being a Lions Must have hurt. Like it sucks to be an Orioles fan. Like I understand that, but like the Orioles were just really good recently. Imagine being a Lions fan. Justin Tucker in his tenth season needs one hundred and eight points to surpass who for the most points through a player's first ten seasons. One thousand three hundred and thirty points for the record holder. Most points through a player's first 10 seasons. So I'll say Morton Anderson. No, not good at kicking. 
Well, he was good at kicking. And I guess, is is it a trick? Is it not actually a kicker? No. I mean, it would be unbelievable. Like, I mean, I would, I don't know who I, would like, my God, who could it possibly be if it wasn't a kicker? Um, so Benatieri? No. Matt Stover? No. I was hoping that it was a cheeky. Not that cheeky. Just a, just a guy. He's a good kicker. So he's a kicker. Carney? No. Akers? No. Crosby? No. Gould? No. Julia Gulia? Correct. My friend, um... Was celebrating her 40th birthday over the weekend, and they did a uh, an 80s costume party. And I legitimately thought that like one of the girls that was there was trying to be Julia Gulia. It turns out she was attempting to be Madonna, and yeah. I, I felt like kind of a jerk. But I did say the words Julia Gulia over and over again for a few minutes. Um, Gary Anderson, no. Jason Hansen, no. Scott Hansen, actually. It's a, that's remarkable. And he still managed to do uh, the the quad box every Sunday. That's incredible. Uh, I had a three screen experience going on yesterday. Your boy Seabass. Your boy Sebastian Janikowski. I had uh, the Ravens on TV. Uh I had Red Zone on my phone. It was a free preview week for Red Zone on Hulu. And then I had the Ryder Cup on my computer. Why? It was entertaining. If you say so. Uh... I think of other case John Casey. Nope. Phil Dawson. No. Matt Prater. No. Matt Bryant. No. George Blanda. No. Did I say Goskowski? No, but it is him. Okay. 1,330 points through 10 seasons for Goskowski. He kind of fell off of a cliff at the end of his career. Never really just kind of stopped. Well, and that's the only thing in talking about Justin Tucker as the most accurate kicker of all time, that, like, some of that gets goofy if you continue to kick longer, right? Sure. Because... I mean, his accuracy you don't think would weigh in. The leg power, in theory. Well, but if they're trying, you know, if, if you're still I the kicker it. for if a team... If you're saying he's going to be trotted out for 58-yarders right. when he's 41... Right, then, yeah, it, it, gets, you know, yeah. It, this becomes, it just becomes the thing that gets kind of tricky sure. as your career goes on. Not suggesting it's going to drastically change things, but if it's close... put it past him being able to hit it when he's 40 either. Not impossible, for sure. All right, uh, Tubular brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. All right, here's what's coming up. Totally Tubbler-wise, Monday Night Football, the the regular broadcast on ESPN, the Manning broadcast on ESPN2 for the Eagles and Cowboys at 815. Masson and MLB Network in the rest of the country for Nationals Rockies at 840. Is there really not another game that has like playoff implications they could run on MLB Network tonight? That seems a bit weird. Um, MLB Network has White Sox Tigers at one, and then late tonight Athletics Mariners. The Mariners are like they're like gonna they're gonna get in. Like where I haven't I gotta be honest with you, I didn't I walked in today and I swear to God I said to Kyle, what did the Orioles do yesterday? And he said back to me, No idea. Genuinely don't know. Now, other stuff going on. Correct. And I did know that they had won on Saturday, and I did know that. like I knew the rest of the weekend what the results were. I just did not know what had happened yesterday. The Mariners are sitting at 86-70 and 70 right now. They are a game ahead of the Athletics. They are 
behind, they're still behind both the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, actually. But they're not that far behind. The Red Sox are two games in front of them. The Blue Jays are a game in front of them. So you're telling me there's a chance. The Orioles play both the Red Sox and Blue Jays in their final six games of the season. So it's an interesting final week that's shaping up. Uh, NBCSN has Crystal Palace and Brighton and Hove Albion at 3 o'clock. Uh, the NHL Network preseason action, the Leafs and Canadiens at 7 o'clock. USA for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Non-sports. Good doctor's back. He's a good doctor. 10 o'clock on ABC. Um, I mean, people watch NCIS, but I don't know a single person who does. But if you do, 9 o'clock on CBS. Jeff Daniels is not on Colbert. That's a lie. I'll fix that. Um, Why would you say so? I just lied. Jerk. Ultra City Smiths. I need to check that out. That AMC weird puppet show that's a comedy that's... I thought I deserved a little bit more credit. Did you see Russell Wilson tweeted out, uh, less me, more Jesus last week? And I think I did see that. So that he tweeted that out, and I said, uh, and I'll never forgive Jeff Bridges for his advice for a Big Lebowski spinoff. Mm, I see. I get it. And I think that deserves a little bit more credit. I get it. I don't think it was his idea, though. I know it... Kyle, I'm very aware... Thank you. Thank you. You know, Jeff Daniels is in... It's a new um, Showtime show, American Rust. Oh. What, what, is, what is that? I don't think I've seen anything for it. Like a gritty sort of rural crime story of sorts. Okay. All right. He plays a police officer or a sheriff's right. department right. guy. Uh, Reservation Dogs on Hulu continues. Stuff and things. Check it all out. GlennClarkRadio.com. Right. See it all. Very good. Thanks today to uh, Jay Feely as well as to John Brinkus from Sports Science and Jeremy Kahn. We'll get all that up in the greatest hit section of the Archives. tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Irons and fires. Stuff and things. Indeed. Big stuff and things day coming up tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including our friends at the U.S. Oh, man. I'm going to jump out of a plane on Wednesday. It's really happening. Holy smokes. CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Grade 8's Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Maryland Five Star, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer. Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Uh, oh, you know, you and I are still up against each other. In uh, Ken Zalis's league. Ah, we got a little bit of a yeah. stake in tonight's game. You need uh, Prescott and, and CeeDee Lamb. Like 40 or something like that? Something like that. I uh, forgot to take uh, T. Higgins that. out of my lineup. So really regretting that. But, um, yeah, big uh, big showdown tonight. I think I should be able to get that. Yeah, right. It's full point PPR in that league. Well, we'll see. We will see how that plays out. All right. Uh, Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.